nerds, 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 nerds. It is a pleasure to have you all back here in the virtual studio. Stoked to be bringing you another dope episode of The Dama Nerds. I am Rod. I'm sitting here on a dock in Canada, about to talk some Dama shit with my good buddy, MJ, like always. How you doing, MJ? Yo, 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 nerds! Dude, I'm super (laughs) stoked for this one. It's been a while. It's not just the coffee and the caffeine from this morning, but what's (laughs) up, MJ, the second nerd? Uh, Thanks all for hanging out in the past bunch of episodes that we were doing. Uh, They came out not at... A prime time that we when we wanted them to go out but no. still a big thing a big uh kind of collection focusing on the amazing women within the kendama scene of course we just touched the surface of oh. amazing people that we could talk to because yeah. uh you know we figured to do a big like bash right here and then you know down the line continue to reach out because you know even even us like looking back at the past episodes it's like wow it's just it's all us dudes so that's cool (laughs) but hey you know there's women in in the scene as well who are doing a lot of stuff especially nowadays there are so many i think maybe that's what it is is that our excuse like back in the day (laughs) it was really 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 a small number of women who were in there and it was mostly totally guys Mm -hmm. so you know, a part of our, our, our nerd nerding out is talking about the history, the good old days Absolutely. of Kendama. So hanging out with all the dudes and just talking about that shit. That's, hey, that's what it was. But this is something that we haven't done in a while where it's just been me and you, MJ, and yes. no, no guests, just been just a couple nerds coming at you with some straight bullshit, straight through the teeth about Kendama, nothing but yeah. Kendama. And I guess, well, not nothing but Kendama, you know, there's a bunch of other shit going on in the world that all, oh, yeah. a part of life. And as such as for myself, like I, uh, you, I've been living on a boat recently with my good buddy, Brett, and, uh, we've been sailing this thing around for a year and like working on it, getting it ready and yada, yada. So this Sunday in about four or five days, actually, we're sailing to Mexico from Canada. Holy shit, it's happening. This is something you've been talking about for a while, dude. Yes, and that's just the start. The day is picked. That's it. Yes. This is going to be good? It's a good, like, full moon? What what are the The signs? No no full moon, I don't think, but uh, the weather's been good, been looking good. It looks like the forecast for that day are going to be solid. I mean, there's, we're going about somewhere between 60 to 100 miles offshore to hit the trade routes so that's where like the winds really blow straight south right north yeah, yeah. northerly winds yeah and then so we just go straight down we're not going to stop in america because a we're not allowed because of covid things and b, right, we right. just don't want to deal with the u.s coast guard at all we're just gonna go to mexico <laughs> so so just- we're gonna stay <laughs> off like the the real technical thing is that 200 miles offshore is outside of the american waters so yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a good chance we'll still be visited by the Coast Guard at some point. If yeah, they at the edge. Like, yada, hey, yada. what are you guys doing? Yeah, what are you guys doing? And we'll just be like, we're going to Mexico, man. Like, Smoke here's our weed. papers. Like, going to bye. Mexico, Canada, no, see I'll, the flag? I'll, you guys got yeah, a flag? I'll have smoked all my weed by then, hopefully. Yeah, you have to fly a flag, actually. It's a law. Oh, wow. Of your nationality? It doesn't have to be of your, like, you can fly whatever flag. There's, like, different, I don't really know all the logistics, to be honest. Brett knows more about Ooh. that than I do, and, and I need to research a little more. But, like, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting little world of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the law of the sea, not law yeah. of the land. It's, the maritime laws. 
that's what it is. Holy shit, dude. So you're going on that yeah. massive excursion for years. I mean, we'll see how long it takes. It's a sailboat. If there's one thing I've learned is you don't get to choose when you go. Like that's not how that works. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. a fucking car. You just yeah. start up and go. That's how you get in trouble. What you yeah. do is you look at the conditions, you see the tides, the winds, all that shit. And then you're like, okay, well, this is good to go. This is when we go, whether it's at 6 AM or, you know, if you have to wait until noon or whatever, like toe, you just, you go with the weather. Otherwise you get fucked up because well, you don't want to fight the weather. Yeah. Not at all, dude. Oh my gosh. But this is going to be a huge, uh, adventure for you. You're going to be out for a while. Uh, everyone who's listening, like, don't be scared. We'll still be trying to <laughs> get episodes out, um, mm-hmm. as much as possible. You know, Wi-Fi is, I think is, is getting better and shit. So it is depending on when Rod will reach a dock, a marina where he could get some Wi-Fi or whatnot. We'll be re- continuing to record episodes. Maybe there'll be more yes. like off the cuff with the guests or maybe more solo apps like just now me and me and Rod. But Rod, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's so much that has happened within like fucking just dominoed since we've gotten this all together since the fucking COVID hit the lull. <sighs> the lull of episodes going out for me because, you know, fucking (laughs) focusing on, on another, like uh, creating a business on my own, like I'm doing video editing and shit for that. So then that's kind of like taking priority over dominards for a little bit. And it sucks because like, there's a lot of episodes that I need to get out. I want to get out, but this one, I will get them out. I will get them. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many people supporting, like, thank you all so fucking much. It really means a lot. You're sticking around. They're coming out. Yes. Um, but definitely want to have something that's focused about you, Rod, something to really <laughs> like hit home to, to give you a good fucking send off because you're going to be gone for a while. God mm-hmm. forbid anything fucking happens. You're out in nature. You've no idea. Dude. I'm scared for you. People are scared for you, Rod. So, well, just to clarify with that, we're not just like on a boat, just going down the whim. Like we have so many safety things. Like we have a dinghy. First of all, if we need to get off of our boat, we have yeah. a separate smaller boat, right? We have like provisions and shit. We have an e which is like an emergency beacon, which is registered. And like, you okay. can, just, SOS. Uh, as soon as as soon as that hits the water, it's an SOS signal. We have an AIS system, an automatic identification system that will actually, I don't know the thing yet, but you will be able to search our boat name, Equanimous AIS, and you will be able to see where we are in real oh, time, anywhere in the world. There you are. Every All nerds, Equanimous, that's the homework. <laughs> where that's, is Rod? Where in the yeah. world is Rod San Diego? <laughs> Rod Diego. Rod Diego. So, (laughs) but fuck, dude. But still, this is really, I really want to make this one special. There's so much shit that's coming out. Maybe that people don't know about. We're going to be focusing in. And Rod, this is your life. Smith is in here. Oh, what? (laughs) Welcome to your life, Rodney Ansel. Welcome to my life, eh? Welcome to your life, bud. So me and Smith got together, dude. We had this idea. Smith actually had the idea by, you know, in bringing this, this, having this episode be focused all around you. Cause you know, over at Terra, you got some news about yeah. Rod. This is true. This is yeah. true. There is some news. 
Exactly. And by the time this fucking episode comes out, <laughs> there'll be other things that are coming out. So we're going to wrap this whole episode into a life of a Dama life of Rodney Hansel. Where's the fucking violins and shit? Do I have to go get the hurdy gurdy? We have a hurdy gurdy on Ooh, the boat. Yeah. It's a nice hurdy gurdy. <laughs> It's a real nice one. <laughs> so Smith is here, of course, your almost, I guess, boss, friend, <laughs> step in bandmate for a little bit. Not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. So much shit. So let's hear it, Smith. How was it when you first met Rod? Let's dive deep into <laughs> what what oh. was it like? Uh, I mean, we would have first met playing in bands. Way yeah, I would have been at a show for sure. Yeah. Um, some grindcore, black metal. Uh, <laughs> it's really metalcore, not really grindcore. All right, core. all right. All right. Some, kill switch classic, engage. Yeah, classic mid two thousands kind of weird metalcore. Yeah, we're gone for a bit. You know, we're both bass players, so I feel like we kind of had bass player camaraderie going on a bit. You know, everybody else. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not bass players. We're bass players. <laughs> yeah, there's, some, there's something special, definitely, with bass players. I don't, I don't know, if you know how it is. Yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. your bass player. No. Like you're more of a guitar guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But I understand yeah, yeah. the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we played, we played some shows together. Uh, just our bands just kind of became homies in general. Yeah. Um, remember we, like... I feel like we like hung out once or twice, Rod. Like we went, like kicked it at your place once in the north end of Edmonton. Yeah, at that that red condo I used to live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, uh, like, there was one time you like came down to Sturdy Friends, hung out for a bit, which was like, yeah, that's a whole, whole mm-hmm. other story. We had this really awesome tree court <laughs> in the ravine. Sturdy Friend. So that's kind of where it started, at least. And then it, it wouldn't have been too far after that, actually, that we like ran into Kendama. It was only like maybe a year or so a year or two later oh i feel like a, a couple years probably because we had like the the whole tour and shit and maybe it was all in a year who knows should have thought about this more before jumping in, i guess but uh <laughs> yeah i guess you know the tour is a good point so uh rod played in a different band but my bands uh did it like a little i guess kind of canadian tour um they're supposed to go as far as like toronto but long story short I, I couldn't go on the tour. So Rod subbed in for me and Rod, I think you played in like three bands on the tour. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> the band wow. on the tour, Rod was playing something in. <laughs> you were just like the backline bass player. Well, I, I was for two out of the three. The third band used my gear though because their bass player broke his shit. There we go. That was a crazy, that was a crazy tour, man. We had a lot of good times. It was, we made it all the way out to Thunder Bay, Ontario from... Alberta, which is long ways. If you guys look it up on a map, it's a bit of a drive and we're out there. And that was like basically when the tour ended because the, the headlining band, uh, they were called the fortunate, not my favorite band ever, but they were the headliners and they needed a bass player. So I said, I would do it in order for the tour to happen basically. And then, uh, they dropped. So a bunch of the shows started dropping and then everybody just kind of decided to drop Unfortunately, we drove home, but we had a hell of a party in Ontario before we came back. Holy, in <laughs> in, Fal- in Falcon Ridge, I think was the name of the town. Those those poor townspeople had to deal with us for a, a day. You were raging there's, in Falcon Ridge. Oh, buddy, there's there was some there's some things from that. Holy shit! 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so you, guys, you guys, you guys became friends through music. Now we know that a lot of yeah. Kenjama people get into Kenjama because of extreme sports or something here. It is more of a, maybe extreme music, another extreme thing in the world that we're all down with. Um, so then moved into Kenjama. Now there was, I believe there was someone, a pinnacle person possibly who has showed you guys Kendama, right? Wasn't it someone who showed it to you? Yeah. I guess a, a friend of, a friend of mine showed it to me. Um, and then another mutual friend, Brett, who I know you guys have talked about on the show before, uh, him and I found a couple of Kendamas for sale. It was kind of like our origin story, I guess, where we first yeah. got them. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it was like pretty soon after, like once we actually owned one, um, cause I, I'd kind of seen like the other friend, I'd seen his and played with it a little bit. Um, uh, but then once I actually had one of my own, Brett had one. Um, and I feel like Rod, you got yours not too long after you ordered yours online. Was it or no, Brett went, that was right around the time Brett went to Japan and he fucking okay, brought me an Azora back. That was my first one. Was. So you got like straight from the source, straight from the motherland. Yes, I did. That white package sky blue goodness. I mean, by that point, it was like, and I've kind of told the story before, but a lot of our friends had them. So we were all kind of pushing yeah. each other, uh, just trying to get better. And, you know, Kendama was pretty basic back then. We were still nonetheless, like trying to grind out some tricks, um, started doing like some contests around Edmonton. Um, and I guess around, I guess right before that you would have moved to Calgary because Rod was in Edmonton. Yeah. It was right before that all kicked off that I moved to Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. We had started up like Terra Kendama, a friend and I, um, and we'd gotten to the point where we made some Kendamas. It was kind of working as a little mini business. And so we thought we'd find a team. Uh, and so Rod, do you remember there was a day I still remember where I drove down to Calgary and we were just going to go hang out film. And I think you and Eric were over at that, uh, at Kristen's place that she was renting. Yeah. Um, it was like just south of 17th there. Yeah. Um, and I remember I like brought a couple Damas that we, that I had made and like, oh, I, I, that I, was remember. The that I asked you guys if you wanted to join and like basically at that point be the Terra protein. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. Cause I remember we went filming that day and I remember like grabbing that purple heart can and just like doing some kind of lunar trick. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck? That was so easy. I was all <laughs> hyped on it. <laughs> right. Like those fresh, and then like no other Ken was like a purple heart Ken back then. It's like, no, that was like, you never seen a purple Ken back then. So I think that was the day that we were, uh, Oh shit. I can't remember the names of the rivers in Calgary, the old man river, the one that's like further up North where we were with Eric, we were down by the river, like kind of next to this bridge. And it's not like a really crazy river, but it's like, you know, a bit of a fast river. And there's this like inflatable boat going by. And all these people are like in this boat on this little trip and Kristen's with us. And it's like one of her uh, schoolmates is on this boat. <laughs> and so they turn and they start waving at us and we're like, Oh, Oh, Hey, like that's so-and-so. And everybody on the boat's like, Hey, and they're all waving. We're all yeah, waving dude. And the boat's and just moving along. It's like this big inflatable kind of like buoy raft. And it just goes straight into one of the posts of the bridge. Oh, dude, it's it like, fucking flipped. Those people were oh, like, that boat. That was hilarious. Oh, and that was the Elbow River, by the way, not the Old Man. The elbow, the elbow. Okay. That, that shit has some force. Yeah, it's so a it's big like, river. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like 
tacoed up and then like flipped over and dumped everybody in the boat in the water. And they yeah. all just sucked around the corner, like past the bridge. Yeah. And we're sitting there like, whoa, <laughs> like what do we do? <laughs> like, do we like call somebody? Dude, <laughs> that, that, that exact spot, there's like a pillar that they hit that they went around right next to that pillar. It's the closest one to land that pillar right next to that people in later years, they like dug underneath. I don't know how, but they like dug under the water and created like a little current there. So now it's a natural little like flow rider spot. You can hop in there on a surfboard and just rip around in this one little spot because of like the way it's dug out. And so now it's like a, it's a surf spot in Calgary, which is sounds wild, but yeah, people surf there. And that's how much fucking like force there is in that water. Okay. (laughs) That's true. That was wild actually. Yeah. So I guess to finish that story, apparently everybody on the boat was okay. They got very wet, but, uh, I don't know that week at Kristen or that week at school, Kristen confirmed they're all alive. They're all well. So yeah. uh, you know, it makes it very fun. it's not fun if they uh, like drown. <laughs> no, yeah. hell no. But everybody was wearing a PFD and all that shit. So everybody, they looked like they were safe. I remember that at least. <laughs> right. Of course. so much, right. Smith that you've encountered experience <laughs> with Rod always sounds like, you know, you guys are just like, hanging out all the time almost, you know, there's so many times I've been talking to Rod when he was in his previous place. Like you're always, sounds like you were always there. There's always someone hanging out. Yeah. Smith yeah. is an often, often around. A good spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, spot, that spot was directly between like the workshop and my place. So it's very easy, you know, just to pop in, say hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you Show go. There you go. But, and, and so, of course, there's so many stories within uh, you two hanging out and stuff. I'm sure that we've possibly covered within the episode when back in the day that you were on Smith with Kristen. Uh, well, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many more stories I think other people have to share that maybe you weren't involved in. So I think we're going to bring uh, one more person up into this <laughs> Zoom room what right the fuck? now. What's up, you fucking sailor? What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Are you kidding me? How are you doing? <laughs> Good, buddy. Ron Ansel, shit. this is your life. Welcome, James McKenzie. <laughs> Let's hear about Rod. What was your first encounters? Let's hear a story. Let's embarrass this nerd. Holy fuck, dude. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, okay. So Rodney and I, uh, I don't even know when we first met, to be completely honest with you, but we both uh, both played in bands in and around Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, so we did a fair, a fair amount of hanging out at shows and stuff, um, and became good friends there. So, uh, um, my story, uh, I'll get into in in a second and it's a good one. Uh, sorry in advance, Rodney. Uh, but, uh, but before, (laughs) before we get there, uh, I think, uh, so I was hanging out with Rodney when he first got into, uh, into Dama. Uh, and if I remember correctly, we were at a camping trip. Uh, yes. We were out on a camping trip. We may have eaten some things that are considered uh, an illicit substance. Uh, and Rodney and a few <laughs> other folks <laughs> um, went went on a nature walk. I was like losing my shit. So I didn't want to go do that. It sounded like a lot to commit to uh, at that point in time. <laughs> So I hung back with like, uh, it was a big camping trip. I'm pretty sure I hung back with like 10 to 15 people, all who were not, uh, or who didn't eat the stuff that we ate. 
which was a, a questionable decision. Uh, Ex- except first. for except for Alex that was in the Pleasure Dome. He, oh. was, uh, he had his own little world going on, though. There's not enough time for that that part no, of the story. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Pleasure Dome is the, the best part of it. Was Pleasure Dome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was right, a different there. Alex. Different, different Alex. Alex. Yeah, different Alex. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, it sounds not so bad, though. So I was hanging out and uh, our good friend, Brett, who, uh, who I know, I think everybody here knows, not sure about UMJ, but um, he was, uh, he was into Kendama at the time. And so it was like this big, you know, decision, we're going to go on a nature walk. And I was like, I don't think I can do it guys. And they were like, you should, you got to come. It's going to be a great nature walk. And I was like, you yeah, know, I'm going to sit right here. I think. Uh, and Brett <laughs> gave me a Kendama and he said, you're going to need this. And I did. Uh, <laughs> and that was my introduction to Kendama. Um, and I, I literally think I sat in the same chair for like three hours and just practiced big cup the whole the whole time uh got pretty good at it by the time they got back uh and then i think that was probably when rod got into it too because i'm pretty sure they all came back and we just spent like another oh, few yeah. hours standing Dude. around passing a kendama uh, i remember coming back and we were talking about you because we were out doing this we we're like shit i wonder how james is doing and we came <laughs> back and you saw us rolling up and you were like guys look what I can do. <laughs> you like did like ar- around Japan or something. And we were all lost our fucking minds. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a, it was a good day for me, actually. I don't regret not going on that nature walk. Um, but okay. So that's the, that's the first Dama story. The real story is another camping oh. trip, uh, oh. that is known, uh, amongst a group of, Oh, here we go. As the camping trip from hell. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Okay, so basically we set up this camping trip. It's like Rod, this Alex, not the other one with the pleasure dome. Uh, <laughs> but Alex Smith, Rod, myself, and probably like seven or eight other people, maybe a little more. Um, and so we're headed out. There's two cars. Uh, there's me and Rod and a few others in, in one car. And then Alex and Brett again uh, in another car with a few other people. And then there was a third car coming down from Edmonton later that night that somehow thought they were going to meet us there. And I was like, guys, I don't know where this place is. First time going. I don't think you're going to be able to find it. I don't even know where it is. And they're like, yeah, we got you. We'll get there. Stupid idea. Anyways, uh, (laughs) we're driving out. It's the two cars. We get uh, we get to the point where you turn off the main, not even the main highway, like the secondary highway onto a dirt road. And you drive for like an hour down that dirt road. So we turn onto the dirt road the whole time we've got Brett driving behind us, or it might've actually been Alex driving and Brett in the passenger seat of his own car sounds more familiar. Uh, and we're, we're going, we turn down the dirt road, we're driving for like 10 minutes. And then I look behind me and, uh, it's, it had just started to get dark before we turned down the dirt road. I look behind me and I don't see, uh, the, the car that I think I should see. Uh, because it turned off, uh, and we were like, where the fuck is Brett and Alex going? Turns out that wasn't Brett and Alex. We lost them at least 10 minutes ago. No idea where they are. So we (laughs) turn around, we're, we're like driving around and it's like, you know, 9 PM in the middle of some mountains and shit. It's like pitch black. Uh, so we can't see anything. We drive around for like an hour looking for them. Can't find them anywhere. So we decide to drive back into cell reception in hopes that we can find car number three 
miraculously we do i don't know how uh they're like as soon as we get back into reception there's like i've got like 30 voicemails uh i'm sure everybody else does too and so i call them and uh and they're like hey we ran out of gas we're at this gas station in the middle of fucking nowhere uh my phone's about to die come find us bye and so like what the hell uh so we go find them um they're in like, there's three of them in this little, like, I think it's called the Saturn Ion, if I'm not mistaken. It's like a two door sports car. And they were just planning on sleeping in it, the three of them, until the gas station <laughs> opened up the next morning. The, that I told them, don't come down after a stupid idea. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> so we're like, all right, well, we can't just sit here all night. We're not sleeping in the car. Like, let's, let's round up and let's try and get to like the nearest town, uh, find a gas station that's open. So we do that. We're driving to, towards a town called High River. Uh, yeah. And during this process, we're on a secondary highway. Speed limit's 80 kilometers per hour. I definitely wasn't speeding because I was a responsible 20-year-old who didn't do things like that. Uh, sarcasm. Uh, and Rodney, so it's like a secondary highway, no shoulders. You got like one lane either way. And Rodney is in the passenger seat and he thinks, oh, this is going to be a funny joke, guys. I'm going to pretend to blow James while he's driving the car. Real funny, right? Yeah, and so, real so funny. Rod, Rod leans over and he's going to town. I mean, you know, all sorts of noises. <laughs> uh, and, and so we have a good chuckle, a good laugh. And then Rodney goes to get up because the joke's over. And now he's six inches from my crotch and it's uncomfortable. Uh, and, and what does Rodney decide is the best thing to grab for leverage? The steering wheel yeah. in a fucking yeah. 80 kilometer per hour car. Definitely yeah. not faster. Cause I didn't speed as a young 20 year old. Uh, Luckily, that's not the the peak of the story here. Uh, it, he realized right away. I grabbed the wheel, tugged it the yeah. other way, and and uh, it's lots of this, words were exchanged. Yeah, for those of you who know Rod, who are listening to this podcast later, you may recognize this sound uh, because he goes to grab the steering wheel, and I yell like, "What the fuck!" and grab it from him. And this is this is the reaction from Rod. It'll sound familiar. <laughs> uh, that was that was the rowdy reaction so anyways we get uh we get past that part we get to high river no no gas stations open what else would you expect we find some like super eight motel i think it was, it was we cram like yeah we cram like seven or eight of us in one room with two beds for the night um so anyways, that happens. We wake up. I'm pretty sure there was a BB gun involved in somebody getting shot with their shirt off across a parking lot or something like that. <laughs> willingly, I, for whatever reason. Classic. High River. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. That, I went to high school there. I was going to say sorry. Rodney Bull <laughs> stomping grounds, right? Because you grew up in what? Pinch Creek or something? Well, no, I actually like lived on a farm outside of a little town called Blackie, which was like a 20, 30 minute drive from High River. So I went to junior high school in High River. So Rodney, fun fact. Oh. Rodney comes from those uh, those freaking redneck roots, you know. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, the next day, we get back in the cars, we drive out, and we're like, okay, we're going to find them. Uh, we drive to the place where we turned off the highway. We turn off, we look around, we don't see them. There's a gas station there. We check the gas station, don't see them. 
we drive further up the highway thinking, okay, well, they must have missed us when we turned off of the highway. Anyways, we spend like two to three hours, I think, looking for them and never find them. And we go, okay, well, fuck it. Like, we're all here. We may as well salvage one night of a camping trip and just head out there. <laughs> so we we turn back. We go down the, the dirt road. We drive about an hour. Um, I'm remembering so many parts of the story as I'm telling them. Uh, so if I'm taking, <laughs> taking too long, tell me to hustle up. It's good. Uh, but so we we drive out there. And it's not like a campsite campsite. It's like a, a logging road. And we just pull off in the middle of nowhere uh, <laughs> ne- next to a creek or something and, and set up our campsite. So we get there, oh, we're yeah. loading out, we're setting up tents. Um, you know, the coolers are out. We've all got a beer. We're trying to put tent poles in tents. It's a mess, uh, what you can expect. Uh, and there's like one, I think one like two to four man tent that really just sleeps two people comfortably. And then there was another like 10 to 12 man tent. Uh, and so there is going to be two people in the smaller tent. And then, uh, and then the rest of us are going to sleep in the 10 to 12 man tent. Cause it's a big tent. Um, <laughs> it's a big, big tent. <laughs> and so we're getting them all set up. Uh, we're hanging out. And then a, a, like this group of like three to four random dudes that look like five to 10 years older than us come like waltzing up this random fucking dirt road. No idea where they came from. Uh, and they walk oh. up, they walk up and, <laughs> and they walk up and we're all like a little concerned, like, oh shit, are these guys going to just like beat us up or something? Yeah. Like, we don't know what's going on. They come up and they're, uh, they're pretty friendly. You know, they're hanging out, they're talking, uh, they're just chilling. They're like, Hey, you know, they brought a few beers with them. They're offering everybody a beer. And so we're all hanging out and, uh, we all get talking and, uh, just, just so you guys know, Rodney and I grew up playing in like punky metal-y kind of bands for not wanting to get too weirdly specific about it. Uh, but definitely, uh, a heavy aversion to radio rock or what I think is now called dad rock. Um, yes. not, not into it at the time. Uh, and Still so these guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. It's been, a, it's been a while, but you know, I, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, they're all talking they're like, Hey, what, you know, what do you guys do for fun? We're like, Oh yeah, we play music. Most of us there played in, in bands and stuff. And they're like, Oh yeah, sick. What type of music do you play? And you have that conversation you have to have with everybody who finds out you play music. It's like, yeah, we play stuff like this. And you're like, oh, I've never heard that band before. Like who else? And then you end up having to find some way to start at Nickelback and then explain how you're different from Nickelback. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and so on that note of Nickelback, uh, Rodney ends up getting in this like heated discussion with this one dude. And they're like, it starts out very calm, but Rodney's like, you know, Nickelback, or I don't remember exactly what you were saying, but you're basically arguing with him that Nickelback is not a good band. Um, so he's, he's basically, Rodney is like calm, calmly trying to coerce this guy back to the light, you know, like Nickelback's not a good band. You should try listening. Like you probably like stuff like this. Uh, and they're like, I think he's even like explaining why Nickelback is not a good band as if that's going to have any fucking chance of working. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so Rodney is getting like, and this guy, this guy was just like, I don't know, man. I just like Nickelback. I don't really know what you want me to do about it. I like Nickelback. You want a beer though? I like Nickelback. And like Rodney's getting really, really uh, worked up over the course of this, like 
pretty long conversation. It had to be at least 30 well, minutes long. I think what really got me worked up though, was the fact that not only were they like doing that, but they were like turning our music off to put oh, their own music on. Right. That's what really yes. pissed me off. Oh, was they like, rolled up. Yeah. And we had music playing from the car or whatever. And they just like walked over to our car, turned the ignition <laughs> off and turned their own on. And it was just oh, like, wow. you, you, the fuck, yeah, you're man? right. Okay, they weren't they weren't as nice as I made them sound in yeah. the in the first day. <laughs> oh, the Americans. Yeah, that's, that's true. Must have uh, been. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we weren't. We probably were like an hour or two from the border. So who knows? Maybe some Mont- Montonians. What's a Montanian? Montanian. Montanians. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, uh, so Rodney is like just getting more and more worked up with this guy, and eventually. Eventually he's like, but like just kind of walks away from the conversation comes over to me. I'm sitting on a cooler because I never pack well for a camping trip. So I didn't bring a chair. Uh, and he's like, Hey, can you get up and like, grab a, a drink? So I get up, he opens the cooler and he grabs, I don't remember how many, but it was more than three, probably it was less. A lot. It, it was, was a like, it's like three to five beers. I'd say at least, uh, Solid four. Just, he's like, you know, shoveling him into his elbow pit and he's, and he closes the cooler and he says to me, but he makes sure he says it loudly enough for everybody in the the area to hear. He goes, I'm going to go hang out by the river and shotgun these beers alone because some people don't know when they're not welcome at other people's campsites. And Rodney storms off. And that's the last (laughs) we see of him for like at least a couple hours. Oh, Uh, man. And so, so like a few hours pass. And at this point, it's like, it's, it's almost like full on, you know, nighttime type of stuff. It's, it's getting pretty dark. The sun's gone behind the mountains. We're in the middle of, um, and Rodney kind of stumbles back, obviously super wasted. Uh, Shotgun to all the beers. Yeah. He wasn't lying. He gave us his itinerary. He stuck to said itinerary. Uh, And so, He's kind of like swaying from side to side. Can't really stand straight. Definitely slurring his speech. Uh, this is a little bit beyond like party Rodney. It's like, it should somebody no, it like bad. be watching in it case he bad. falls over at some point, Rodney. So he lasts a little while longer, not very much longer, but, um, but uh, eventually he's like, oh, bad. we're like, okay, Rodney, sure. And so he uh, was one of the people that was going to sleep in the 10 to 12 man tent. And so he goes to open the, the door and it's a real fucking struggle for him. And we're laughing at him. We're watching him struggle with zippers and <laughs> falling into a tent like a moron. And it's a real good time. It's a good chuckle. He eventually gets in there. Uh, he zips up the door again, another struggle. We hear more struggles with zippers. I assume pants or sleeping bags. I don't know. There's lots of like grunting and, Lots of rustling around. It just sounds like he's really struggling. And then I was. And then and then within within not even five minutes of getting in there, you just start hearing the most violent vomiting sounds oh. you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Like he's in the middle of the tent that no. everyone's sleeping in. And this guy yeah. sounds like he's having an exorcism performed on him. <laughs> like he's Emily Rose or some shit. I, like just, I think I was. No, it was <laughs> not one so, of my uh, proudest moments. 
So, uh, <laughs> so needless to say, Rodney sleeps in the 10 to 12 man tent alone. Uh, we, we make sure I didn't personally do it, but somebody was, was good enough, uh, to go in there and make sure that he was, you know, all the regular stuff, not sleeping on his back, make sure he's going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember so the, I was face down, oh. very face down. You go ahead, continue. <laughs> I, it gets better. I only have the I, I only have the outside the tent perspective, so I am appreciating the insight from inside the walls. I don't, dude, I don't believe I have the inside tent perspective. If I'm being real honest, you got the clo- closest to, I guess. I um, think I was the one being exercised that night. If I <laughs> the real the real Rodney emerged the next morning outside of the shell that was Rodney before. Um, yeah. So so we all have to find somewhere else to sleep. I think the the two to four man tent ends up holding like three to four people, uh, which it's definitely not meant to do. I end up sleep ended up sleeping in the back of my uh, golf at the time and folded the seats back down. Anyone who out there who's considering doing that with a hatchback, don't do it. It's, it's uncomfortable. Uh, and then, uh, yes, yeah, so we had to, we had to drive back the next day. The rest of it isn't really about Rodney. So I'll breeze through it, but we had to drive back the next day. Oh, but Rodney. You, you missed, you missed the part though of when I woke up in the morning. Cause this is the, this is the part where my memory really kicked in where I came out of the tent and I was, never been more shitty in my entire life and i was covered in my own puke i was about to say and this is the be- puke was there i had the whole long time. hair oh yeah he was oh, i slept was, in it there is i slept in it yeah spooning with his own puke so I, sure, yeah yeah but like i had long hair at the time right like about shoulder length like curly hair and my hair was like literally like flat like up straight up because i slept on like with my face on the ground like so it's just like solid and I just like remember coming out of the tent and just being like, uh, like that's all I could muster as far as speech. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, I saw the creek, heard the creek, and I went to the creek, and that like that creek saved my life, dude. That was the only thing because I washed all that shit off. I just got in the creek. Was just yeah, like, I was, yeah. I was gonna ask because I remember driving you home, and you were surprised. Like we had the windows rolled down because if anyone's ever experienced Rodney gas, that was a thing back then too, but, uh, he surprisingly didn't smell or look that bad on the way back. So I was going to ask if you took, took the old, uh, shower in the, in the crick there. It was necessary. Yeah. yeah I appreciated <laughs> it. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure I've apologized before, but I'm sorry. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. We wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know what to talk about here if I didn't have that story. There's a, there's a picture on my Facebook, I'm pretty sure, of me in my underwear in a cutoff Lamb of God shirt and a fucking blue hat with a fish through it with a beer bong in my mouth. And Ryan Griffith is holding the fucking beer bong <laughs> from that night. That was, um, that was pre the shotgunning. But that's yeah, amazing. yeah, good time. Why uh, the camping trip from hell? I can't believe you guys pulled James McKenzie in here. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in so long, dude. I fucking this is amazing. Oh, shit was so uh, hype. a real a real pleasure to be included. So thank you guys again. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Well, there we go. Fucking an amazing story. I think something that we can all relate to because we've all done all these types of stupid ass shit. When we were younger, yeah. when we thought we were the best, coolest, the smartest people in the world. Like the I wildest hope so. thing is that that's like 
like 20% of the story of that weekend, maybe. There's like, so much like more. My, the car well, I was in, oh, at dude. the end of the story, we still hadn't even found them. We were off on our own adventure, driving all over <laughs> freaking Southern Alberta, trying to figure out where the heck our friends were while not running out of gas and money. And <laughs> like a, a car blew up. We got impounded in Calgary. It was I'll just go through a quick, a quick, uh, a quick Rundown, yeah. bullet point list of some of the other highlights. So uh, one of the two cars that made it to the camping trip uh, was playing music and without the car turned on, because why not? Uh, the battery died. And I don't know if you've ever tried to convince an AMA tow truck driver to haul you down a fucking dirt road for an hour before you get to a paved road, which still then takes you another hour and a half to get to any sort of civilization. Uh, but that happened. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the, there were like five dudes sleeping in my unfinished town home basement that we were renting at the time, uh, yeah. in a heat, in a heat wave uh, of all times. At some point in your story, you said you convinced them to not sleep at the gas station because that's a bad idea. My car slept at the gas station because <laughs> we had no gas. <laughs> and then like they- a sliver above empty with no cell reception. Oh. Way out in Kananaskis country. We slept right. We, we thought, why not just sleep right at the pump? And <laughs> the lady opened the, gra- the gas station in the morning and didn't think to wake us up. <laughs> we wake up <laughs> gas station. There's like a truck beside us. There's like people around. We're just a bunch of dumbass kids. Oh, Brett's silver Volkswagen. Oh my god! Hat. Oh my it god! Was a, yeah. It was a Volvo, I think. Right, the Volvo wagon. Yeah, right. yeah, Volvo. yeah. And then you guys went back to Calgary and parked somewhere downtown outside of Gabby's apartment, I think. And then Brett's car gets <laughs> impounded. So then Brett's got to figure out how to get his car <laughs> unimpounded. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, his parents were the ones on the they registration and the insurance. They were out yeah. of the country. And so he was like, he needed to get the paperwork to prove that it was his car. It wasn't his car. And then he's like, well, my parents are in Hawaii. So it took him like a day and a half to figure oh, it out. God. I'm pretty sure he went there, had to come back to charge his cell phone again, went back, still couldn't get the car that day. So came back again and then went back <laughs> yeah. to the freaking inbound oh, lot the next day. Yeah. We were like sitting in a parking lot on McLeod Trail trying to like charge <laughs> off some like <laughs> parking lot plug in. Oh my god. You know what we didn't it wasn't even it was it wasn't Gabby. It was um it was I Aaron. Can't remember her name. Nicole. Aaron. 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 Yeah. Aaron. It was Aaron. It was, we parked in the guest parking at her condo and the condo manager saw our car just full of camping trash and thought it was like abandoned and so he called to have it towed. To be Whoa. fair, Brett's <laughs> car, I don't know if Brett has a car now and if he does what it looks like, but at that point in time, Brett's car was always a bottle depot. It was literally like you couldn't get in the passenger seat to sit down without moving like probably tens <laughs> of dollars worth of returnables uh, out of that front seat. So <laughs> one day we can write a book. It'll just be called how not to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds like this could have been like, yeah, like a fucking movie, a three part movie, each following each of these cars where they like intertwine stories and shit. <laughs> Yeah, there's like, you know, me throwing up in a tent and it's like, meanwhile, Alex and Brett are like in a fucking parking lot yeah, just yeah. trying to call Hawaii fucking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. 
we we drove <laughs> that silver volvo down so many logging roads trying to find you guys <laughs> what a weekend what a weekend <laughs> Best part is I drove to go camping like a month or two ago and we drove past the the actual sign for the campsite that was the name that I gave you guys. Nowhere close to where we were. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, nowhere close. Oh man. Uh, that's right. awesome, man. Shit. Well, well I think uh I think we got some more surprises. Yeah, that I mean we've been what are we? fucking 30 40 minutes into this uh there's just so yeah. much that we heard thank you so much james mckenzie for jumping on giving us an amazing story about rodney from oh, his man. his home roots or should i say the farm roots over to the 20 years the the the, the slapping the, the fake dick sucking to barfing i mean amazing stories that will go down in history burned i'm sure burned in your memory Thanks again for having me on, guys. Appreciate the visual it. Of, of like the the puke solidified mohawk. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a only on the one side though. Just the one just side. The one side. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, it's like one of those like yeah. fake like vomits that you put on the floor. It's got like noodles and shit. And it's like, oh, it's a toy. Yeah, except the noodles were my hair. hair. <laughs> yeah, this but, is luckily pre dreadlocks, by the way. So yeah, uh, yeah, man. that would have been bad actually. Yeah, I would have cut them a lot sooner if that had happened. Cut those off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sacrifice to get rid of those. So many stories and there's so many people who have been a part uh, of your story your life rod it's not over yet but there's still so many people that we want to hear about yeah. so let's all them in all right. right now they are going to be joining rod <laughs> dama this is your life let's say what up everyone all <laughs> these dama nerds hanging out we're gonna be talking about rod knee and the rod fucking motherfucking dama oh say what's up everyone oh Oh, what the hell? <laughs> oh, yes. James with the shirt. Yes, that was a special surprise for you, mate. <laughs> oh. Everyone's in. We got so many people. Alex, you wanna, I can't even. You want to do a quick uh, intro? Eric Martin, fellow Terra teammate. Oh, shit. You've heard from him on the Dominion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, after that, we've got uh, screen name, and here's Boosh. We've got Brett Klein, yeah, uh, fellow sailor. <laughs> the guy on the, runs, he's over runs there. on the he's boat right now. He's looking at Brett. He's gonna have to come over here to get the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, we got James James Thorsteinson, four tons, OG Victory Kendama. Yeah, Daniel Robinson in the house. Ooh. Yes. Long time homie joining us for a, for a story or two. Uh, we got the one and only Mr. Sour Mash. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. We oh, also got Mash. Craig, Craig Lankis, another one of the Terra teammate homies. Yeah. Uh, yes. I was going to say, actually, like half of this room is like ex roommates of Rod. There we actually, go. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Brett. <laughs> gotten intimate i'm, I'm so sorry at one point so sorry another. you guys have all gone through that as well so sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> um there's even a couple people who uh couldn't join us but sent a little audio recording in yes okay so, uh, be excited we'll to bring those out yeah exactly all um, right all right all right everyone thanks for joining it's gonna be a good one. we're gonna continue to dive in and learn about rod even more so let's kick it off <laughs> Rick, fellow teammate, fellow pro hey. in the terrorist squad. Let's hear your story 
of Mr. Ansel. All right. So first off, I'm going to start off with the good old how I met Rodney. Um, oh, yeah. Old situation in itself. Um, long story short <laughs> or like medium length. Um, I was I was seeing a girl that was mutual friends with Rodney and she just mentioned like, hey, I'm going over to these people's house. Like, you want to come and hang out? So, yeah, sure. Why not? I got nothing better to do. So I roll up and all of a sudden I see this big old dreadlocked freaking maniac just ripping down the road on a skate, just, just booming. <laughs> hey, I'm Rod. I just learned how to no comply very or no comply laser flip. Laser you want to see? And yeah, so that was that was pretty much the start of me and Rodney's friendship. I hung out inside with him. He showed me his no comply laser flips. We, you know, just chilled. Ended up getting like nice and baked, and it was it was just all good times. Nothing nothing but ups from there. I think eventually I ended up moving in with um, Rodney at the house I went to visit. Uh, James was living there at the time. I'm pretty sure. Um, Curtis was yeah. living there. Yeah, and yeah, that was kind of how. The Dama shenanigans started. And you were one of, were you a founding member of Kendama Edmonton? I was there from like pretty much the get-go. I definitely wasn't like in Edmonton when Kendama Edmonton started, but I was close and we were hanging out and we were filming. And I think like the first KE edit I was in was maybe like four, number three Mm. or something like that. Like it was some of the early, I was definitely not from the number one, but I, w- I was there for a good chunk of the time. Yeah. We had a good, uh, there's a good, like real OG Alberta Kendama scene. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah we did well, held, held a couple contests and yeah, it was, it was sick. It was good times. But yeah. Onto, <laughs> onto the shenanigans. Um, I was thinking about a bunch of different stories here and couldn't really decide on one. I can only imagine. (laughs) But I think, I think I'm going to go with one that's like kind of Dama related just because it it fits the, fits the scenario. Um, I think it brings us back to uh, KWC 2015. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, after, after the event. And if you've heard about KWC, we always have like the sake party afterwards kind of thing to bring out the big old barrel, smash it. And, you know, you better finish that sake because it's disrespectful if you don't. So, you know, we're, we were, we were nice and loose. And at one point Rodney decided to uh, grab another carton of sake. This carton of sake has um, baseball <laughs> players on it. I think it's the Tokyo Carps. And the Hiroshima Carp. Hiroshima Carps. Hiroshima, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so yeah, anyway. <laughs> We created a game with this um, sake that really wasn't much of a game at all. It was pretty much just you chug while somebody else yells, oh, base one, oh, he's at first base, oh, he's he's at second base, oh, oh, is he going to go to third, is he going to go to, th- oh, he's home, and you just, you know, yell home shenanigans run. like that while the other person <laughs> just keeps that bottle up until you get a home run, and... You know, that was that. So we were playing, we were playing baseball all night. It was great times. We're, you know, just, uh, I think it was at the, the Dama village at the time up on top, up on top of the mountain there. So we were like kind of secluded from everybody and we pretty much had the whole entire hotel to ourselves. So it was, it was chaos up there. It was absolute (laughs) chaos. Um, so the night just gets right wild and starts to wind down kind of thing. So closer to the end of the night, me and Coder are hanging out and, just shooting the shit, chatting. It's pretty late. I don't know exactly what time it was, but all of a sudden, hotel owner comes up to Koda, says something in Japanese, and Koda's face practically turns white. And I'm just like, oh, uh, what, what the heck's going on? Koda just turns to me and says, someone's dead, and just leaves. And I 
think at this point, like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen Rodney in a while. Like, where the heck is this guy? So I follow suit and turns out Rodney's Rodney went to go to the onsen and he didn't make it quite to the onsen. He made it to the onsen bathroom and, you know, kind of, kind of laid it down there. It was, was a little messy. There was some substance on the floor, the walls, maybe the ceiling, who knows? But anyway, Rodney, oh, it was, Rodney on was the ceiling. <laughs> Rodney was, um, I had never seen Rodney like that before in my life. It was, it was quite exciting, quite, you know, out there. You have, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I mean, we were just, you know, comfort Rodney. He's slurring. He's, oh, I don't feel good. All this, all that kind of thing. We're like, it's all right. It's all right. You, everybody's been there, buddy. Well, you know, just chill out. And we're trying to get him like back to the, like the hotel room. Cause obviously hotel owners a little bit chapped and you can't sleep on the bathroom floor in the onsen all night. That's just, you know, you come back to our room, sleep on the bathroom floor there, Rodney. <laughs> So we were, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe a little too Canadian, a little too polite to Rodney and we, we just, he wouldn't get up. He wouldn't move. He wouldn't any, any of that. So, um, he could hear you. He wasn't totally out. No, no, no. He was, was, he was pretty close. Like he was, debatable. he was, yeah, he was talking yeah. back to us. I don't know if he remembers talking back. To <laughs> right, us, right, yeah. He was, he was forming words, making sentences kind of thing. Um, so anyway, John <laughs> from Russia came just yeah. out of nowhere and he, he <laughs> was a hero. Oh my <laughs> he God. just kind of just, you know, I forget this guy. He's being a big old baby, just picked up Rod, threw him into a wheelchair and just wheeled him across the hotel to the tarot room. And at that point we had a bathroom that was just, there's a toilet in there. And then the whole floor was like towel or tile, like shower kind of thing. So we're like, all right, perfect situation. Like get him a couple of pillars or something. He can just hang out in this bathroom and, Rod's going through an existential crisis. I've never been this drunk before. I've never. I'm being an idiot. Like, I think uh, I, I'm 20, 25 years old or 24 years old. He was like a year or two older than he was actually saying at that point. Yeah, to like yeah. put into perspective at how out there he was. Dude. I was yeah. saying wild shit, dude. Like, what? I, what am I in high school? Fuck. Like, when's the math exam? I'm gonna fail. <laughs> but to like top it off, just the icing on the cake of this whole situation. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but Ronnie propped himself up onto the toilet seat because you know what I mean. He's he's struggling, and he hit the bidet button, and the bidet just pops out and just just blast him right in the face <laughs> like, honestly i'm not too much like sure what happened after that like i think you just you didn't know I what I mean? didn't i squirt you too i actually yeah i think you might have like gone the full like child route and just like oh this is funny like yeah i think i did spraying the bidet all over the place but <laughs> anyways that was I that's probably one little thing of that though is that I one thing about Rick. Rick is such a good friend. He's fucking holding my hair while I'm doing that. While I'm spraying him with a bidet. <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking all and Rick's sitting there holding my hair, being like, okay, buddy, just get it out of you so I can throw you in the fucking bed. Come on. <laughs> Real well, you know, right here. I, I think I think we've all been there. Maybe not there, but like kind of close. You know what I mean? I hope know? not yeah. there. I hope nobody else has been there because fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah long you, story short, yeah. when I think about Rodney, I think about Kendama, I think about all the fun, ridiculous times we've had together. That's probably probably one of them that stands out the most. There is there's definitely quite a few more, but I, I think that one takes the cake. 
<laughs> These aren't all going to be stories about me drunk as fuck throwing up everywhere, are they? Uh, I, I don't think you have too many of those. Hopefully, I like, yeah. I, like, those are the bad ones. I can't think of any that are worse. I can think of one that are worse than those two, but nobody in here knows that one. <laughs> well, I think you might be safe then, buddy. <laughs> okay. Maybe. You never know. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's oh, no man. guarantees. Well, we all know that. Yes, like you said, Rick, we have all been there before. And luckily, I think for the most part, there's always a group of people or one special person who is definitely there by your side, helping you, you know, trudge through the belligerent drunkness that you don't even remember the next day. So good on I you, guess, Rick. That's that's what friends are for, you know. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, and was that the year that he almost took your eye out with the chopstick? Oh, um, I think that might have been actually. What else I, are friends for? <laughs> I, I don't know if we've told that story on here before or not. Uh, we, we, I think we, I might have. We've done that, yes, on your episode, Rick. So okay, I will go yeah, back yeah. if you don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. We got a clip on the IG as well. <laughs> Find it. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, so thanks, Rick, so much for that awesome story. Can, can I chime in another story really quick? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, I think, again, I think it was the same year. Um, This is the one time and the only time I have ever heard Rodney say, I wish I would have eaten the McDonald's. Oh, dude. (laughs) So long story short, me and BK, we love to rag on Rodney about not eating McDonald's. Rodney hates it. He he doesn't like it. So the times we've been in Japan together, first thing I do is I hit up the McDonald's. I get myself a teriyaki (laughs) burger and I just, Rod, try it. Come on. You'll love it, buddy. You'll love it. Yeah, so awesome. anyway, we're we're hanging out with uh, we're hanging out with you, MJ, that night. We're at the Sioux Lab, and yeah. So Rodney, you know, we're going out for dinner. Rodney's like, "Nah, I'm not getting McDonald's. Forget McDonald's. I hate McDonald's." And we're just like, "All right, we'll we'll get some McDonald's." So I think it was me and Keith Matsumura. We went and got some McDonald's, and yep. Rodney he went and got some sketchy Sunkist uh, sushi Sunkist. or something it was a like that. Fry some noodles oh, and yeah. like shrimp and shit. Yeah. Long story short, Rodney ate that and just got real sick. And yeah, middle of the sick. night, one of those things, I kind of made the joke. Oh, you should have, you should have had the Don's Rodney. You should have. And he, he turned over, he looked at me. He's, I think you might be right, man. I think I maybe should have had the Don's. <laughs> Dude, that was when we stayed at the Sioux Lab. We were sleeping on the floor of the first Sioux Lab that night. Yeah, and I yeah, up yeah. in that bathroom so many times. Oh man, and I th- was that when it was? Is it a uh, washiki? It was like the Japanese style where you had a squatter. Yes, toilet. Yeah, it was gross. No, yeah. You don't want to put your face in that. No, man, it's not. But it's not. You deep also don't want to really throw up all the- over the bathroom of your friend, right? So you gotta kind of get your face in there a little bit if you have. What? Man, dude, I've always tried to stay away from just shitting in those things. Yeah, don't know what it would be like to like lay on the floor to puke in one. You don't, you don't like the squat toilets, MJ? Hell's no. For my 10, 11 years here, I've fucking never used one of those things. Really? That's so wow. funny. We'll see how it goes. That's my streak right now. <laughs> but Rick, Good on you. Thanks for jumping <laughs> on. Not thanks bad, for- man. Try it out. <laughs> yeah, sorry to, sorry to throw you under the bus like that, Rodney, with all these great uh, puke stories. But, you know, oh, it's hopefully, fine. I some others. <laughs> hopefully right. we got some other ones for you. <laughs> I'm sure there's a all that aren't yes yes we got a bunch more people so let's keep it rolling so rick thank you uh <laughs> this is insane oh uh, you guys are having me alex i think uh 
Moving on to the list. Yeah, we've got James uh, Thord Steinson. Oh. Often goes by Foreign Tons. Known to a lot of the OG players. Victory Kandama was... Uh, you, you, the, you guys sold some Damas back in the day. He's, he's in Grimsby in the UK for context, everybody. Welcome, James. James. What do you got? Oh, man. Yeah, we're going back many, many years now, aren't we? <laughs> Too many, dude. Too many. Yeah, I mean, so... I mean, our... I mean, as you guys can probably tell, and I imagine most of your listeners, they will be like, what's going on with this guy's voice and his bottle of water? Because <laughs> get <what>. potties. <laughs> so, but yeah, so here's, here's an authentic one for you. Um, <laughs> but no, I met these guys just because we were the, the weird docs posting Kendama edits on YouTube back in like, well, yeah, what, 2010, 11? Yeah, something yeah, like that. that. And that's we were just like, well, hey, dude, that, that bird over the valley was sick. And that's <laughs> that's what it was. But <laughs> Alex Smith would be doing, like, I don't know, some weird string thing. And it'd be like, you know, to these to these day standards, it's, like, so simple. But we would be like, oh, Smith with his weird string stuff. And Rod with his forward moon circle, even though back then he was doing just one, and you know, <laughs> yeah. come a long way, but um, so yeah, and then so that was, and then after a couple of years, Rodney was traveling around Europe and he went to the EJC and went and met him there. And I remember the, the night I got there because I, I traveled because this was in France, in the south of France, in Toulouse. And um, me and an ex-girlfriend of mine, we flew out and we arrived like quite late at night. It was about 11 o'clock at night, I think. And then we had to get... It was really... We had to get the train from the airport into the city and then to get the metro out to the outskirts of the city and then through all the fucking loads of fields because this place was across like... 10 fields the, the place was huge and me and rod had spoke and we was like yeah so we'll we'll meet up on this date and this time but neither of us anticipated how huge this place would be so we was both just walking around for hours in the middle of the night in the pissing rain through all these <laughs> like deep mud now you're losing your shoes of every step and me and my girlfriend were dragging our suitcases through it all as well and i remember her being like can we just pitch up a tent and go to bed? And I was like, no, one more lap, one more lap. <laughs> and then I saw like his dreadlocks, like, like Rick said, the first thing you see is you see his dreadlocks before anything else. And, well, well, not anymore. Then. No, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> but I saw his dreads and I was like, no, nah, no way. It, it's fucking him. Rodney! Rodney! And ran up <laughs> and, he, and he turned around and lo and behold, it was him. And then, he led us off to the camp, and again, like Rick said, uh, Jan was there. Uh, who else was there? Trevor Starnes, Matt Dakota. Who was there? Who else? It was Trevor, you, me, Lane. Uh, yeah, I was, I was with Matt Dakota and T. Starnes, and then Sweets and C. Fraser were there. Yeah. Like, uh, Void was there, of course. Like, all the UK homies and, like, the like Europe homies. Like, yeah, yeah. so many people. Roush? Um, Guessing. And just to yeah, Royce, to, Royce was there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and, and Dutch Kendama, Jeffrey. And Jeffrey, mm. yeah. 
um, Ilka, uh, any, yeah, so many people, the yeah. list goes on and on. But quickly, oh, yeah. just to, because Rod mentioned about vomiting, well, Rod was like, oh, there's no more puking stories, but there's one. So, <laughs> oh, there is. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew there was going to be more that I wasn't thinking of. Oh, Damn it. So, on, um, so we all like, we, we <laughs> set up a tent and we went to bed, and then, because it was like real late by then. And then the next night, there was a guy there who was like, he, he, you know, uh, like wallpaper tables and just, or like just tables that you put up when you like go to like a, a, a what do you guys call it? A yard sale or something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we call it a yard sale. Yeah, he had like six of these tables and he had like bottles of wine, vodka, gin, cognac, anything you can think of. And then at the end of it all, he had like about 50, 60 cases of beer. And he was just like, this is my 37th DJC in a row. I've bought the fucking bar. Drink up, everyone. And me and Rodney and whoever else was there just looked at each other and was like, we don't need to be told twice. Um, <laughs> so we drank up a lot. Um, and then I, I don't really remember what happened that night, but I just remember in the morning waking up outside my tent and looking across and about 20 feet away, was Rodney brushing his teeth and then he threw up and went, fuck's sake, and then brushed them again. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. No, yeah. I was thinking, see, I was thinking of a different story that I'm glad you didn't tell actually, because that one's worse, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, well, you'll have to remind me off, off it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deal. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah um, and then I'll wrap it up quickly by saying and then a couple of years later I went to visit these guys in Canada and then Rodney gave me this oh yeah oh, you, yeah you have that it's sick that's a, a vinyl of the band Cold Craving that I moved to Calgary to play in at the time actually with James um, that was like that was what 2009 2010 that I moved down James do you remember are you still there yeah I am uh uh, I think it was around 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. Cold, cold, cold combo craving, dude. Yeah, it must have been closer to 2008 because I moved up to Edmonton in 2011 and I lived with Rod in between that time for a good mm -hmm. chunk of it. Thorny, hold that. Yeah, that was, that was the one that we recorded in Calgary, recorded in Will's basement. Oh, yeah, that was the one. Nice. I don't even know that I have a copy of one of those anymore. No? Well, there's one 6,000 miles away. Yeah, I'll, I'll come fight you for it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, James fucking... Oh, we got two Jameses. Thorny, just because you didn't know Thorny. James, who we were talking to here, is the one doing some of the vocals on that and guitar and shit. So. Well, nice work. And nice work. All, all y'all listening as well. So the late 2000s Alberta metalcore scene is really, really forging some connections through that. It was, it was something else. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, we met Rod through this, and by extension, like, James McKenzie. Eric knows any of us, like, through it as well, like, dating Gabby. Like, I mean... Literally, like, I wouldn't have met any of these... Dama players probably wouldn't have ever played Kendama if it wouldn't have been for that one just like, yeah, I'll go hang out of this house tonight. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> crazy, crazy where things go. Like these little, uh, some yeah, little event in your life that you would have never, never imagined how much it can impact you. Right. <laughs> it's true. And continue to do years and years and years later until this day, we wrap it all up to <laughs> present to the world to hear the story we're of not, Rob. We're not wrapping it up. This isn't an end. It's not a wrap up. It's like I'm sitting in on my own fucking funeral here. Yeah, I don't know. It's a quick organization. <laughs> I'm coming back until now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Thorns, thanks for hanging out all the way from the UK. It's late over there. Thank you so much. dude. 4am almost. 4am. You're a hero. The best. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Good to see you, Thorny. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. All you guys. Yeah. Rick, Alex and Rod, uh, Mash as well. If he's, yeah. Fuck it. My mom. There he is. I'm really tired. My <laughs> brain isn't working very good, guys. So, well, yeah, it's it's great to see you all. <laughs> Sales, yeah, dude. Thank you for having me. Cheers, Thank you. Is, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. All right, Alex, let's move on to our next possible yeah, puke story. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> is it going to be? It has to be. No? <laughs> next, next up is uh, Mr. Brett Klein. Oh. Strap yeah. in, folks. We have him. So <laughs> I know you guys have talked about Brett before. Um, I've probably known Brett the long. I've, yeah, definitely known Brett the long. Sort of everybody. Uh, we grew up yeah. down the block from each other. So since we were, I don't know, probably 12 years old. Um, and yeah, the first Kendama I ever bought, I was with Brett. And uh, the two of us bought a couple of red TK-16s. So <laughs> yeah, some deep uh, dominance here. And so... Uh, is he around, Rod? Or are we, am I doing this? Big I don't intro? know because I'm over here by the marina office, and he's on the boat. As far as I know, I don't see him. He, the boat's kind of far. We got moved to the far end of the marina. Oh, technology on those uh, boats yeah, still has hey. a way to come, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not even actually. We're just bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes that makes perfect sense too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right welcome welcome to the nerds mr klein <laughs> mr klein i mean if we're doing like throw-up stories what i need to do is my own throw-up story that camping trip that they were talking about there was two cars full of people one of them had like me rodney yeah. connor and gabby and the other yeah. had like james and Minnie. well and i was like in james's Ryan. car on the way down yeah regardless man had to throw up and kind of ruined the whole camping trip. <laughs> oh, right. Because you guys pulled over so you could puke, and that's how we lost you, right? Exactly. Oh. And we went down the road, and then we ran out of gas and had to sleep at a gas station. <laughs> and then the next day, I remember Alex <laughs> drove my Volvo for like 2,000 kilometers in a day. I remember we filled up so many times looking for you guys with no signal. <laughs> oh, my God. What a weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. What a weekend indeed. So, so everyone who's a deep fan of the nerds, you know that we have talked about Brett plenty of times. You know, Rod has brought up a lot of stories. We hear that he, he, comes was, up. he was around at the, the beginning, the inception of, you know, becoming infatuated with Ken Dama. So let's hear the, the, the origin, the beginning, Brett, from, from you, from the horse's mouth. 
Alex said it like earlier that like we went to the Heritage Days in Edmonton, which is basically like a festival where like every heritage comes to Edmonton and shows their like culture. And we bought TK-16s. And then from there, it was just us in university rooms with like Connor Corbett with like these things with thick ass strings from Peru. <laughs> like we got Kendamas too. <laughs> Because <laughs> they ordered them from the internet and it wasn't like that, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that long ago. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, went to Japan together with a big plan. Me, Rod and Eric. I mean, this is oh, the yeah. story. Yeah. Curtis Fagan's involved uh, when Rod lived with him and uh, <laughs> they all did acid. I didn't. And then when we when the whole thing was happening, we looked at a map and we just looked at it and be like, we're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. And it just happened that like when we went to Japan, it was right when the JKA was doing their first international inception. So it was just like us three got invited. Me, I don't know how. Yeah, we, well, we got randomly invited on Facebook. Yeah, I exactly. still to this yeah. day don't know who invited me, but well, it was a Japanese name. Well, because I was there in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and I brought it back a bunch, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. So it must have been something <laughs> through that. I was big on the add me as a friend kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we went back and played Kendama. And, and like and Colin Sanders was there. Like. That was when we met Tomotsu. Tomotsu, exactly. Yeah, man. And that, that that time we like went to it was your birthday, and we stayed at Tomotsu's house in Matsumoto, which <laughs> li- later became the Dama house, where in the same room that became ah, my bedroom true. when I moved to Japan for that year. Hmm. It was the same same room, but it was what fucking six years later, some shit like. I mean, I remember that a little bit. I remember us going to the grocery store before because the next day we were going to the Fuji Rock Festival, and then that day being my birthday, so we bought a bunch of fireworks, and then Eric like brought a bunch of big things of like sochu, sochu, yeah, Yeah. yeah. and And lots of like the like twenty. You could die. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably like this super cheap, like almost pop off vodka style. Oh, it it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's so that's how it all started. And we have talked about that Fuji Rock story. There were so many things that happened, losses of SD cards that that never happened. So the Grateful Dead of Japan, (laughs) free speech in Japan. Yeah. And then it's just like talking about weed, and then just so happens to Yakuza camping behind us no problem with weed like this is day one man (laughs) (laughs) actually though (laughs) so yeah yeah so go back and listen to some old nerds episodes for that but and um so let's continue on brett let's let's hear the story what's what's a memorable what's the one that you want to talk about i mean i gotta throw in a throw-up story but i'm not gonna complete it because it was the one time that my roommate frank who i'm sure you nerds don't know anything about but (laughs) (laughs) he got rodney sick and rodney was just there fighting puking for so long and he's just i hate puking i hate puking (laughs) he's just sweating just like looking a mess (laughs) and then he did and he was so bummed and that's the story. <laughs> a lot of puke stories today. Yeah, <laughs> man. But how it but how Apparently it all started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how it all started, I guess, is just like us being shitheads in Edmonton. <laughs> like, I don't know. We're all drinking upstairs in Avenue Theater in our own bands, getting to do whatever we want. And yeah. then next thing I know, I'm in a fucking minivan with this guy who sees a gap. Like, I mean, if this is a car and this is a car, he's like 
I got this and just kick breaks a van into it. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I've, I've had to throw away a couple pairs of uh, boxers in, uh, in relation to oh, Ronnie, yeah, like not even with a handbrake, he'll do it with a foot a emergency brake. brace. Yeah. And that was the van, like, man. He's he's basically like Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious or some shit. <laughs> oh, I, had a, I had a bong on my lap though, buddy. Come on, Vin wouldn't pull that one off. Don Quixote. Donkey. Don Quixote. Well, mine was Barb. Don Quixote was his bong. Yeah. My bong's name oh, was right, right, that right. But but <laughs> may they rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, after that, like we just started hanging out. It's funny that we like never were in a band together, but mm-hmm. now. I mean, now we're fucking inevitable. <laughs> you have a band together, but you got a boat together. Exactly, yeah. and too many instruments on it. So enough instruments to make a band for sure. Yeah, yeah. You got plenty. How, how of many time. instruments do you guys have? How many instruments do we have? We have an accordion. We have a hurdy gurdy. We have an acoustic guitar. We have an electric guitar. We have a bass guitar. We have a recorder, and we have a saxophone. And two synthesizers and an OP one. Yeah, two synthesizers. And Zach oh, was going to bring an yeah. OP dad. There so you I go. Am. You just need like a glockenspiel and, and like a oh, theremin, yeah. and you're set. Just play the Reagan. Yeah, the whole boat's a glockenspiel, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you're going to get to know him a lot more. You guys are going to be spending a long time out in the open seas. For a while, mm-hmm. we're gonna. After this is all said and done, there's definitely going to be another uh, an episode where we need a full rundown of the shit that has happened. Oh, Dude. there will be. I'm Dude. sure. Dude. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, so thematically, we'll keep with it. Uh, just from being seasick, which one of you has puked the most? Oh, me. Only. Yeah, only me. Yeah. I'm the only one on the boat. Who's That's probably the best so story about being seasick, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad, honestly. It could have been a lot worse. I, we were uh, we were sailing to Tofino, and it was the first time we'd ever been in like the open water kind of thing, and it was like a little bit, little bit uh, had some, some big, choppy waves, yeah, choppy waves. You know, we're we're going had some swell. Oh, thank you for the blackberries, Julia. <laughs> Getting fed some fresh blackberries. Yeah, but anyway, so we're out there and feeling kind of shitty. I'm, but I remember feeling good. We're like we're out there, we're just loving it, enjoying it. I'm so fun. And then I'm like, oh, guys, I'm hungry. I'm going to go down and make a sandwich. Who wants a sandwich? You guys want a sandwich? I'm going to go make a sandwich. I go down there and I stuck my head in the fridge just to grab the stuff. And in that moment, I was just like, oh, <sighs> okay. I'm going to go back up on deck. <laughs> and then it was just a slow, okay, I'm not feeling so good. To be honest, yeah. I don't you know if I told Ronnie this, but I was feeling seasick as well. <laughs> but I didn't want to throw up before Rodney. I thought that was bad form as a captain. So I really was like playing it hard. And then when he went down deck, I just thought to myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> yeah. He came back, he threw up the pretzels that he'd eaten, I think it was. It was, yeah. Zach yeah. gave me the pretzels. <laughs> this is the worst food yeah. to have in your body, but yeah. Yeah. And then he did Those that for sure. Out. Nah. And the best part, though, is after he threw up, I felt like I didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Those are for sure the two captain rules I've always heard is captain goes down with the ship and captain doesn't puke first. I think those are uh, <laughs> yeah. two written in, in stone sailor rules, yeah. right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's on scroll somewhere, I promise. <laughs> Love it. I, you guys are going to have some serious adventures. Uh, I'm excited oh, to yeah. come you guys off this weekend 
Dude, hell yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah we're going to be filming we'll everything, out. too. Yeah, so. we're, we're planning on making some videos and yeah. shit. So yeah. we'll have a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are still so. on schedule for push-off or what? Yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah. be off on the 7th or 8th. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice. All, All right. right. Did we get uh, maybe one, any, any final, final thought, Brett? Final thought about the Robin Bamsaru. I mean, it's <laughs> Robin Bamsaru. I call him that all Billy Long Day. And that comes from this fucking idiot. <laughs> Mailing himself weed two doors down to the address from Robin Bamsel to raw like to Robney. Robney Bamsel. <laughs> so that's yeah. It is Robney Bamsel, the international drug smuggler. And it fucking worked. <laughs> but yo, keep that keep that shit on the DL. Nobody else knows no, about that. No, no, he's, he went into hiding years ago. He'll never catch Robney. No, but Bamsaru. Bamsaru is still at large as well. <laughs> oh, fucking great. Awesome. Brett, thank you so much for jumping on, being a part uh, of it. Yeah, thanks still for stick having around. me, guys. Hells yeah. Fuck yeah. Take care. We're good. All right. We've got, we've got more for you, uh, for you nerds, though. Um, oh, so moving along through the eras, uh, another real OG Kendama player, buddy. A good homie. We've got Daniel Robinson here. Here we are again, Rodney. Here we are again. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, well. It always comes down to this, doesn't it? Doesn't it always? <laughs> Would it go down any other way? So Couldn't possibly. Dan, Dan, super awesome to have you on. If uh, everyone doesn't know who Dan is, he is a super OG in the scene, has been playing Kendama for a long time, was a big part of uh, Kendama Co., and you can catch him in the old Wenatchee edits as well. That's the first time when I saw him pulling some ridiculous spacewalk lines, the ones that we loved back in the day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really awesome to hear, even when I'm chatting with Rod, that there's days where he's like, oh, dude, I was just talking with Dan for like two hours the other night. We were just going in. And we did an episode on the nerds with Dan, and you guys know how passionate he is. So happy to have you on. Dan, let's let's hear it. What was your first encounters with Rod like? Let's hear a nice story. You, you know, I am. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here again because if it only takes like five minutes of talking with me, and then you'll be like, "This guy really likes Kendama. Like he's yeah. <laughs> he's pretty intense about it." And it's very true. It's very true. Uh, and I get that same sense with Rodney, but. <laughs> The first time, so as a little bit of backstory, um, this was back in the days um, where Kendama Edmonton was like a daily routine for me, was watching Kendama Edmonton edits. Um, I definitely watched Thorny's edits back in the day. Um, Obviously, I watched Alex. uh, And then I also, I think Rick and Rodney, they, they made their debut kind of around the same time maybe in even like the same edit i think it was uh i can't quite (laughs) remember which one but so that was like my first impression of rodney and i immediately thinking like damn i i don't even know what he's doing like i I couldn't (laughs) my my beginner amateur kendama brain couldn't couldn't really put all those pieces together. It took me some time and to rewatch, which is what we all did back in the day anyway, was just rewatch the edits a hundred times until there's only a few of them to watch. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was like 10. <laughs> so it's like, what are you, yeah. you going to do other than watch them over and over again? So the rotation. So I, I, I continue to watch 
KE edits over the years. Um, I have the pleasure of meeting Alex at uh, the first battle in Seattle, um, which was like pretty incredible. And I didn't get the opportunity to meet Rodney until 2014. And during one of our conversations, we were talking about this timeline uh, and we couldn't remember whether it was at NACO or at uh, KWC, but I'm fairly certain it was KWC just because of the timeline. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> there was something really, really unique about that first year at Canaveral World Cup. Um, I talked about this a little bit back in my my episode with you guys. Um, and I want to try and describe it to players who aren't uh, as familiar with that side of the World Cup. And what I mean by that is that the 2014 World Cup was just such a reflection of the era of Kendama. And I think that as the years progress, um, the Kendama World Cup is a pretty accurate depiction of like what Kendama is in its current state. And 2014 was a very, very special year. Um, it was a really similar feeling of meeting everyone at Battle in Seattle for the first time, getting that opportunity to meet people um, and have them say, yeah, I know who you are <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> vice versa. And it's just such um, a unique experience that people don't um, have the opportunity to have all of the time. And I am fortunate enough to have had that with virtually all of you, almost all of you. And um, of course, Rodney. So Rodney and I met in 2014 uh, and like I said, that was an amazing year, but I really would rather focus more on a few years ahead because this is, um, this is really where a lot of things happened in, in a really interesting manner. So after things happened in Colorado, I retreated back into the shadows and just was <laughs> lurking on the Kanama community. Um, I talked about that as well. And, I, I was kind of uh, in this like in hiding kind of mentality for a long time, uh, years even, popping in every now and then, but pretty, pretty far away from everyone. And then in April, uh, I recorded the Dominerds episode with Rodney and you, MJ. And after that recording, I had this like spark moment where I, I, it was just something clicked. And I thought to myself, why have you been staying away from these people for so long? It's been long enough. <laughs> you need to re-enter and maybe practice what you preach a little bit about having this community of people. And so after that happened, I contacted Rodney and was more or less like, talk to me. <laughs> More. <laughs> talk to me more <laughs> and we started just chatting and this kind of started off uh, just kind of spontaneously and basically about a month after that episode Rodney and I have been talking about everything from A to Z and every everything in between um, for a long time now uh, we, and we've had a lot of funny talks. We've had serious talks. We've had talks just about life in general and, and talks about Kendama specifically, but what is really, really fascinating to me is how much of an impact 
Rodney has been able to make on my life personally in such a little bit of time. And I haven't even seen him in person for a long time. And that's just because that's who Rodney is. I mean, all of these stories, all of these, these feelings that they, they evoke, it's just because that is Rodney. You, you bring that out in all of us. And we were so lucky to have met a guy like you, you know, and, uh, Damn, like I wish I had a funny ass puke story, but like I I, <laughs> I was gonna say no, this is, this is beautiful, say, D-Row. This is beautiful. Yeah, it's giving yeah. me like, it's warming my heart. Oh my god. Everybody loves Rodney. I, oh I prefer D-Row puking emotion to me puking stories. <laughs> so let's go with that. <laughs> and of course, as per tradition, uh, uh for all of our talks damn. in honor of this. Oh yes, your favorite shitty Canadian beer. Canada shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that, buddy. Cheers to that. I have maybe American. Is it American beer? I think old Milwaukee. Maybe America's shittiest beer. One of them. Oh God, yeah, it's got to be up there. Old Mill's pretty good. I like it. Ah, it's not that shitty. I can't say that. Oh, I. It's it's better than Coconut. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't. Don't drink it for the flavor. Just to Rod's character that. uh, we have like what 10 almost a dozen people out here on like super short notice for this super sketchy idea that I pitched you. You know, <laughs> yet all of you are willing to come and sacrifice a few hours of your valuable times to I wouldn't be the first time Raj wasted a couple hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> not not the last either, Rick. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, don't you oh, worry, no, buddy. No, There'll I... be more. <laughs> There'll right. be more. We, 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 Dan was saying about how much of a good lad Rodney is, just to kind of put a bit more weight behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd only ever met Rodney once at EJC. And yeah, we've been friends on the internet, but we'd only met once at EJC. And then I was going through a bit of a tough time. And so I said, to, yeah, we was talking and I, and I kind of flippantly joked to Smith and Rod, oh, I'm going to come to Canada and hang out. And both of them went do it and <laughs> and then i was like but i'm broke i'm broke as hell i i can i can afford the tickets but i can't afford anywhere to stay and rodney like gave me a sofa to sleep on for a fortnight so yeah. you know what I mean? like, well, in, in, until my shitty roommate at the time brought some weird people in to steal the couch and then we slept in my room didn't we oh yeah i forgot about that yeah yeah, yeah that guy <laughs> sucked <laughs> how do you fucking steal a couch out of a house oh that's I didn't steal the couch. It was just like he invited some people in to stay, knowing that I had a friend coming and just like gave, they were all chilling on the couch. And I was like, well, like we're trying to go to bed. It's like midnight and they're all just chilling on the couch. I was like, well, let's go sleep in my room. (laughs) Yeah. So I slept at the bottom of his bed like his pet dog. (laughs) (laughs) It was only for one night. It was fun. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was was good. That was a good time. Fucking A. But yeah, definitely like you, like you said it, uh, Dan like rod brings people together and he does evoke emotion uh we see of course the the dreads were the the big kind of trademark of rod so to see them gone like you know we all still see them you know we <laughs> still see them on him the weight is still there you do, do you? but <laughs> 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 but dude, I, I just want to say personally, like, thank you so much for that 
to say that from, from our nerds episode, it really makes me happy to to hear that you then opened up and really like decided to, you know, fuck it. Like why have I been gone for so long to kind of reopen that door for you? So awesome. Thank you so much. It was, uh, you know, it was a huge moment for me and I really have uh, you and especially Rodney to, uh, thank for that. So thank you, Rodney, for just being who you are and, as far as a Kendama player, as a human being, and as a friend, I hold you in the highest regard and nothing less. Fucking hey. Beautiful. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Thank you. Much love. Shit. Oh, you so guys are just good. trying to make me tear up on this shit now, aren't so you? Good. Went from- oh, man. Yeah, at the end, <laughs> right? Maybe that's how it turns off. <laughs> We're not finished uh, yet. Alex, who we got up next? I think we've got the one and only Mr. Sourmash. Here we go. We have <laughs> Steve Pilkington, Mr. Sourmash. has been an OG, uh, well-known painter of Kendama Paints back in the day. So much to the point where some people were like, hey, isn't this shit too sticky? Oh, you did it on a mash? Ah, I see. But nowadays, many people don't know <laughs> that he uh, paints a lot of Tamas. And he's turned into <laughs> one hell of a tattoo artist. So, Mash. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Let's hear it from you, your side of the story. <laughs> um, at one point, me and Rod were roommates. Yes, that we were. That was pretty awesome. That was a great time. <laughs> totally. I wish it could have continued. I was so bummed when you couldn't come back. It was the worst. I know. that it was. Yeah, that was dumb. I got kicked out. Nah. <laughs> These things happen. Um, so mash let's let's hear like uh, fr- from the beginning like i was saying before you were a big part of you know kendama the kendama scene especially in or is it uh san francisco over with ken garden and so you were like who was who was more excited to see each other like what was it rod when you first met mash you're like oh shit it's fucking mash or was it I the other so. way around <laughs> Did we first meet at EJC? I think so. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. When, when you I were was, there painting shit, and David brought you out, and that's what I, I remember. I remember meeting you there. I remember showing up and just yeah. being like super burnt out from that uh, Kendama tour we were doing. The by yeah. the time you showed up, it was a blur. And then there's just beer everywhere there too. So it definitely. <laughs> 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 yeah, then I brought you a, a jumbo pill to paint when you were doing your painting booth. That's right. I still have it. It's got that red with a little bit of shine and then the log stamp, the Lincoln log on the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the first time we met, I think. And then, like, you were painting some shit. And then uh, David from Sunrise took us out for dinner and we all went to that restaurant in Toulouse. I forget who else was there. Or where I ate that. That would have been, was it EJC 2013 or 14? 14 i only went the one year it was 14 all right all right so then let's hear like oh i don't think many people knew like even i didn't know that mash you went up to canada you were a you know roommate of rods how that whole thing happened was there a certain story that you can talk to us about that i mean uh i was in san francisco for like super long and i was basically looking for a change i needed to move so we were i was it at Van Jam we were kicking it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then Rod was like, hey, man, I'm looking for a new apartment. If you want to move up here, 
And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. It was really simple like that, really. Yeah, and then, yeah basically he, how it happened. Nice. So was there anything that he that bothered you? You know, when, when you're in a relationship, when you move in with another person, when you really see how they live their lives, was there something that was like, oh man, this dude fucking leaves all the lights on in the house all the time. What the hell? Uh, not really. Not, no, man. Rod is freaking awesome as a roommate. Like, I had no <laughs> issues, whatever. The one gnarly thing about the house, though, was that carpet. That carpet. The shag carpet that was crunchy all the time. Oh, dude, it was still there when I moved out. (laughs) That was what gnarly thing. I don't know if that was carpet or just like growing out of the floor. Yeah, it was was some some very organic style carpet grown from the floorboards. I've had a lot of roommates, you know, throughout the years. And Rod was definitely in that, you know, top three best roommates i ever had rod's fucking <laughs> awesome <laughs> there's no qualms <laughs> dude straight yeah. up fucking me and mash living together was a dream dude it was the best fucking that shit was fun it's like one of my favorite things was just opening my bedroom door and just you'd be sitting there at the dab rings like, what up fucking <laughs> just, yeah i'm about to go to the shop yeah i'll see you down there in a bit it was fucking sick <laughs> yeah the only thing i had to get used to was it being cold all the time like ah. most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Vancouver basement sweet life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that yeah. apartment was a trip though, with the, the ceiling being like barely above your head. Yeah, it wasn't very tall. Yeah, I, I was good, but I'm not a very tall guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um yeah. so so Mash, like let's yeah, let's hear like how would you describe Rod to someone if they've never met him before. How would you describe Rod to someone? It's pretty much you meet Rod and then you end up being friends with him forever. You know what I mean? I don't think there's going to be a point where like someone meets Rod and they're like, fuck that shit. That guy's too crazy for me. No, you, you end up kicking it with, you end up kicking it with Rod forever. Like there's no, yeah, there's no not knowing him. <laughs> yeah, straight up. The best way to describe Rod is you, you got to meet him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I've said before on this on the nerds, like he's oh. definitely like one of those dudes. Like you know, in high school, there was always someone who was like friends with everyone in every kind of clique, every kind of group in your high school. There was always a few people, like one dude who's like, man, he just knows everybody. And I kind of felt like that's Rod. i I do remember my like elementary school teachers describing me at parent teacher night as the social butterfly hey oh my god that might be your new like handle for for sns like your instagram at the underscore social butterfly (laughs) definitely agree with that i can't there's no way somebody doesn't have that already not that i want it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right mash thanks for coming on everyone go out check out mash's uh fucking artwork and his old episode that we did almost everyone that's on here right now we got an episode out for so definitely go back check that out awesome let's yeah, truck yeah. All over alex who we got next our last guest of the night is craig bang lankus well hey, craig, and, uh, 
another one of uh, Rod's roommates. Another yes, <laughs> yes, another, yes one. another one of Rod's roommates. What's going on, guys? Uh, I mean, you're more than that, Craig. You're more than that. Yeah, but uh, relevant. I guess you you weren't there when Mash was there, hey? Because it was the same spot you guys. Oh, uh, he took over Mash's room after Mash left. I took right. over Nate. Oh, nice. Oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah, Nathan oh. was in there first. That's true. It's true. Dude, a lot of people came in and out of that house. Yeah. It was sort of a, a Dama house. And it was. If you went to Van Jam when I had a house, you were probably there. Yes. We hosted, uh, we hosted the homies for many of Van Jam. Dude. Yeah, oh, yes. Nice. So, Craig, thanks for hanging <laughs> out and jumping on. Let's hear about the, the beginnings of your relationship with Rod and his story. Yeah, absolutely. Rod, what can you say about this guy? Uh, so <laughs> when I first met Rod, um, I just moved to Vancouver. Uh, still pretty new to Dama, meeting some homies, trying to meet some Vancouver homies. Um, I had met Smith before and um, his girlfriend, Kristen, had already moved down here. So I'd come into contact with a few of them and trying to meet up. And so I had got Rod's number and we were texting I was like, oh, yo, what's up? Let's meet up. We're hanging out. And I was, I think I was downtown at the time. And he's like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just chilling downtown. He's like, cool. Let's hang out. I was like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, yo, you want to go to Temple? And I was like, what? <laughs> and so for context, so for all over the world, um, Sikh temples, you can attend to get a free meal. And uh, they call know, it you, Langar. Yeah. Can you give a... Uh, a better description of what it is than I can. Yeah, it's it's a part of uh, the Sikh religion, actually, to give back to their community. And so they do, usually it's a once a week thing where they do a huge, like, like a cafeteria size, like dinner. They just make a huge thing, a doll, a bunch of naan and like whatever else and like a couple sweets at the end. And they just, anybody who is hungry and needs food can come have some food. And all they ask is that you cover your head because in their religion, it's uh, the most sacred part of the body is the top of the head. So you're not supposed to like show that to the world, essentially, in their religion. So they just ask you to wear a hat or they have like provided bandanas if you don't have a hat or whatever, whatever. But yeah, that's basically what it is. So there's like a temple in uh, in Vancouver that uh, a lot of people would frequent. And I was going to pretty often because I wasn't really making much money. And I was and to be fair, it's fucking good free food. Good free Indian Absolutely. food. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He asked me if I want to go to Temple. I had no idea what it was. And he kind of thought I understood that. And so I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, let's go, blah, blah. And I was thinking when he said Temple, I was like, is this dude trying to like get me to go to church right now? Like, is he really like Bible something? And it's super hard. And, I had exactly um, the same experience when I yeah, visited. Exactly. Honestly, like, Did you really? Yeah, do you not remember you taking me there? You, like, I do, no, I do now. Now that you say that, I do remember that, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah because the, the temple was at 7 or something, and it was like getting close, he was like really like, yo, we should go, like if we're going to make it, like where are you? I can meet up with you. And I was like, whoa, this guy is really pushing hard. <laughs> like, I just wanted some food, man. I just wanted some food. <laughs> I don't know, man, maybe, like, what is it? And, and uh and that I think that's when you clicked in, like, oh, <laughs> this guy doesn't know what temple in is. Yeah. Probably just thinking I'm the biggest weirdo. So Yeah, I definitely thought that. Yeah, we eventually <laughs> connected the dots and uh yeah, we, we went and enjoyed a free delicious meal. Cause anyone that knows Rod, he is not one to turn down a free meal. 
especially the delicious <laughs> one such as the the temple. Um, yeah, great experience. If anyone has never done that before, I highly recommend. And tell your friends what you're going into before you invite them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe be a little more specific than I was. Yeah, so that's kind of how I uh, yeah, first met Rodney. Um, and then we became good friends and hung out a lot since then. And then we became roommates at a point. Um, yeah. And at one point, uh, Ronnie was actually working at a Japanese school doing uh, teaching traditional toys for uh, yeah. school children. So essentially, uh, all these schools would come in uh, as a field trip. And so they would come into this Japanese school, learn about traditional toys, do uh, a field trip kind of thing, and then get a demo. And so Rodney was doing that pretty regularly, and they were getting busy. Um, and so they actually asked if... Ronnie had another friend that could help come teach some classes. And so I was available at the time. And so I helped Rodney do some teaching at the, the Japanese school for traditional toys. And so it wasn't just Kendama. It's like uh, Kendama, Otedama, Koma, all sorts of stuff. And so uh, me and Rodney are, are giving demonstrations to, to the class and explaining which one, it, which everyone is. And um, he was talking about the Otedama which is essentially like a bean bag. It's just a, yeah, bean yeah. bag you throw. And so we're kind of explaining that to the kids. And it's like, you can do whatever you want. You can juggle it. You can, you can try and catch it on your foot. You can throw it at your friend. <laughs> and he jokingly throws it at me. And then as soon as he did that, we both looked at each other like, oh, probably shouldn't. Yeah, I, I opened the kids. can of worms, man. Holy. Yeah, so sure enough, you can guess that when we went to demo time, it was just like, assault the bee bags and craziness <laughs> it was it was fucking wild dude yeah good oh, times. That, was, that was that was a learning moment for me <laughs> yeah yeah it's those situations you quickly learn uh, uh what to demonstrate what not to demonstrate yeah yeah choose your words carefully when especially when <laughs> speaking to children yeah those were some good times at that uh, Japanese school oh they dude, also yeah, was a good time. With, like delicious lunch like every single day yeah it was so, beautiful, man. Yeah. They, no. they had a whole bunch of like Japanese, like the moms, there was a daycare as well that I would do performances for sometimes, but all like the moms of the daycare, it seemed all worked in this little cafeteria and it's basically Japanese home cooking. Mm. And they just give you fucking free lunch every time we did that. It's the best. I think they, I think they paid me like 20 bucks a session, but I wasn't there for the money. I don't, it wasn't even that much. It was, I was there for the food and the good times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Just to uh, finish mm. off, I'm not going to make you, but I'm going to prompt you for a story that you can tell or you can choose to save it for another time. Oh, maybe you've, maybe you've told the story. I really doubt it, though. Oh, man. Why don't you share the story of getting robbed in Rapungi? Oh, in Rapungi. Oh, that's that's a rough one. That's another not one of my proudest moments. We couldn't have a rod episode without like razzing you a little bit. So I had to Oh dude, of course. I <laughs> I expect nothing less. I feel like I'm getting off easy, honestly. But uh, uh okay, well fuck, I guess I'll tell it. This is this this sucks. But anyway, so we're 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 in Rapungi. Everybody got robbed this trip, man. Mine just I anyway, it was another drunk rod episode. Basically <laughs> We're in Rapungi partying. I remember like that might have been the night that Bonds almost got knocked out by a bouncer. 
that was crazy. There's this really big dude. And like they bonds and fish were both like hanging out with this girl and they were both like trying to hang out with her, like, you know, and like bent macking on this girl to like both of them. And, uh, they, so they went outside to smoke a cigarette or something. And when they went outside, the bouncer like brought the girl back in, but wouldn't let those, wouldn't let bonds and fish back in. They got all mad. Whatever bonds looks at the guy. It's like, dude, you have an Epic unibrow. Can I get a picture for my blog? Takes a picture. And the guy is like, what the fuck? Like delete that. And so he deleted it, showed him he deleted it. But when he did that, it like went to the next picture and it showed that he had more than one. So the jig was up and this guy was pissed and Bonds was running away. And he apparently he swung at him and like ripped his shorts or some shit. And but Bonds ran down this alley and Fish is like, what the fuck? And chases him down the alley and like they ran away and they, they both got away. I don't remember exactly what happened there, but I was just so I'm on my own and I'm just like, holy fuck, wild shit, whatever. And I'm like really drunk, stumbling through a pungy trying to get home and all I remember was like just all of a sudden I was in like one of those sketchy massage parlors. You know, like in Rapunzel, and I'm just like, just like literally, like, like stumbled into how did this happen? <laughs> like, actually, though, it was one of those, like, like, whoa, wait, just a goddamn minute, like, oh yeah, I know, I've, been, I've, I've had that happen to me a bunch of times, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so drunk, and like, they, like, they, my car. They, they, <laughs> this isn't where I parked my car. But anyway, anyway, long story short, I woke up in the morning and I fucking had about $300 less than I had the night before. And I didn't spend that much at the bar. So I was just kind of like, fuck, I got, fuck, that sucks. So thanks for bringing that up, Craig. I appreciate it. Love you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So it was Rapongi. So that sounds like maybe uh, after Catch and Flow. Elusive. Uh, it was actually KWC. It, it oh, was wow. KWC. After yeah, KWC, had a, it up. was like the the Terra crew had a fucking Airbnb like near Rapunky. Tomosu was there that night. He was staying somehow, with us. We night. somehow convinced him to come in, and it was like so late, yeah. he wasn't going to go home, so he just crashed in our Airbnb. Oh, mm. Dude, that was that was a wild time. Holy, there's we had wild oh, man nights in Rapunky. That Airbnb was. Like one giant room that had like four king sized beds and then like two pull out couches. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was like all of us. Uh, like Philip was there from Crom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jared stayed with us. Fisher stayed with us. Bonds, I think, probably stayed with us. Mm-hmm. He might have, yeah. yeah. Bonds was there. It was, yeah, yeah it was, Jared Porter like was there. 12 people. Yeah. Dude, I have so many fish stories from that time. Oh my God. <laughs> right, we had fish on before. We might have to have him on for another uh oh, reveal. These are, these, yeah, maybe. We'll we'll see if he's down because <laughs> there's some fish story. definitely has some Rapongi stuff. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Oh man. <laughs> Woof. Well, Amazing. there you go, Craig. Thank you so much for hanging out and for sharing that oh or making God. Rod, you know, unlock that story for us. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's not over that's all the, the people that we've were able to you know thanks for everyone's time those are the people who were able to take their time out of their day to join us for this surprise rod ep uh but me and alex we got actually two people to get some a message for you rod so alex let's hand it off to you to yeah. uh, give the first one there were a few people who were hoping to join us and couldn't make it um and so we have a couple of messages recorded. And so this first one, I haven't even listened to this, so I don't know what's coming. Uh, Sweet <laughs> sent this to me this morning. 
Oh, he good is Lord. currently getting tattooed, I think. So, um, yeah, you know, he, he had an appointment. He couldn't make it. But uh, let's hear what he's got for you, Rod. Tell me he sent like, a good Rod story. Oh, I bet he did. I'm excited for this. Okay, so first off, I just want to say shout out to Mr. Rod. Um, this podcast has been epic listening to. It's super nice getting to hear your voice all the time. Um, and it's what makes the podcast enjoyable. MJ, I love you too, but me and Rod have traveled the world together. It's really crazy. I'm, I'm super sad I'm not able to be there tonight to see your face and to talk stories, but um, there's not one person in the Kanama world that I've traveled with more than, than Mr. Rod since the very beginning. Um, when we went to EJC, those pictures just came up and, and traveling to France was just one of the most insane things. We had T Starnes with us and Matt Dakota yeah. and we had gone to the EKO and Middle Fart with their Chrome <laughs> squad. And, uh, you know, since the beginning of my Kendama journey, I've been everywhere with Rod and Japan is no different. We've been to Japan 15 different times together. <laughs> he spent, <laughs> not together always, but he spent uh, more time in Japan, but we've always had uh, a running tally to see who's been there the most so um <laughs> yes we have <laughs> really it's really crazy to think how many places we've been and the things we've seen together um when trying to think of a story it's all blends together so much but the one thing that that kind of blew our minds the most was one time uh, on that original trip we were with chris bosch and we were staying in matsumoto and um the gentleman who makes the glow can cut box is actually a famous guitar maker and he had like a bouldering gym in his in his garage and they knew we climbed and stuff so they thought all right we're gonna go see this dude tonight um we're gonna go climb in his garage and hang out and um have some fun so that was chill we got there and um <laughs> this dude's garage is insane i mean japanese houses are small but this dude was beautiful like he must be one of the gnarliest guitar makers in the whole uh country because his house is epic <laughs> Um, the bouldering wall was nothing like, like nothing else I've ever seen. But then after that, um, we just been chilling a little bit. And then dude says, Man, package, you got to check out this sick package. I got today. I can't believe it showed up today when you guys showed up and we're like, Oh, cool. Like expecting to see some cool kendamas or something very kendama related. And uh, this fool comes back out into the garage and he pulls out the, the biggest bong your lives have ever seen. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the devil's lettuce is very illegal and very like uh, not chill. And so we're like, me and Rodney are taking it back, you know, because <laughs> uh, we know what this is. We've seen these things before and we're like, what is this guy doing? And um yeah, long story short, this dude, dude, <laughs> you know, has his own uh, stuff and, and uh, you know, makes really delicious cookies. And we were able to hang out with this dude for the night. And, and the and the rest of the trip of the KWC was a lot of fun because our, our guitarist, Helmy, hooked us up. So, um, yeah, those just weird little things that, like, you can't make up, you know. There's so many times where you could you could try all day to find something cool to do or some cool people to see. But in the end, it just ends up happening. And that was one of those times where I will never forget. Uh, I will never forget that time. And I'll never forget uh, kicking it on that trip. But um, keeping it short, shout out Rod. Shout out everybody else who's in here and who we've all traveled together with. It's it's some great memories. But Rod, keep it up with the podcast. Um, I really do love listening. And I hope we get to chill again soon, my dude. All right. Yes. I'll talk to you later. Peace out, nerds. <laughs>
Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, that was funny. That was amazing. Oh, dude. My my favorite part of that story, though, is like the the phrasing that he used when he busted out. He looked and he said, okay, unboxing. Because <laughs> his English isn't that good, right? So that was like... You've been watching like, some of unboxing videos or something. Uh, no, it's, oh, uh, it's so funny, yeah, man. It sounds like an epic <laughs> unboxing. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, that is a good one. I, I'd probably tune in to watch that. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on so mj i believe we have one more one yes. final recording we do, we do right. have we do have a final one one of the ones that i was uh, most excited to to get sadly could oh. not join but possibly the best because you always say the best for last so <laughs> here we go oh <laughs> no no dude you got fucking <laughs> Here we go. Oh my god. Translation. Osaka de Hajimete atte. Son toki ni. Etone. Kendama. Nihon Kendama Kyokai no. Taikai datta. Soto de zutto skebo stete lotoga. De nanko zutto fuck fuck sakendete. Fuck te taksan sakendel gaijin. Hajimete mito doroi. Honton gaijin. Fuck te yundarat. なかよくなるのに使うのにいい言葉なのかなと思ったから、その時。そっからは多分ね、しばらくはね。Facebook でもさ、たくさんありすぎて何がいいかなと思ったけど、やっぱりさ、一番すごいのは一番最近のあいつがお尻にタトゥーを入れたのがあれ多分一番だと思う。本当に。あれ以上はないし、うん。世界中の剣
。あいつ、身長が低いからじゃん。<笑><笑><笑>何時ぐらいだって、ドッキルとかめっちゃ怖いもん。あ,と、ね、あ,なんかあいつのバカなとこ、<笑>憧れる。で、俺にはできないけど、うん、俺もあ,あいつみたいなおふざけしてみたいかな<笑>でもあ,あいつの真似はできない絶対<笑>あそこまでバカな人いないでしょだってけん玉する人<笑>やっぱり憧れるね<笑>でも早く地球から出てってほしいけどこのコロコロウイルスと一緒に出てってほしいね<笑><笑>俺が一番言いたいのは、プリーズゲッラウェイフロムズヤースだから。ベリースーンお願いします。フ<笑>ァ<笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑> What a fucking guy. I, I told him about the whole boat trip thing and how I'm going to sail to Japan. And he like, didn't really believe me, whatever, whatever. And then I talked to Tomotsu and Koda like, on the boat, showed them a video. And they must have told him about it because he like, sent me a message the next day being like, You're really coming on a boat to Japan? It's like, Yeah, dude. So I like, can't wait. It's going to be like the whole butt joke again. But like, I'm, yo, like, catch the rope, motherfucker. We're here. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, It's, It's real. It's gonna be so funny. <laughs> oh, dude, there you have it. A fucking real Zawa. Oh, my infamous God, dude. Zawa. We've talked about so many times, and I was lucky to、uh, get a message from him.、Uh, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was, that was eloquent. It felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've always talked about you know, him throughout the, so many episodes.、Uh, whenever you come to Japan, he is you know, part of Gloken, so you'll definitely meet him. And we've talked about, and even when I was talking to him, getting this, this video from him, I was like, man, wish there was some way to do an episode because you know, there's other people who, who know Zawa who would be like, man, a nerd's episode with Zawa would be amazing. But of course, the language barrier is something that probably. It, it seems like right now, very, very difficult. I would need to、mm-hmm. put translation over the whole thing. Need, It'd be a lot. Video. It'd be a lot of work.、Um, mm-hmm. But not saying it's impossible, but here's, here's a little sliver of hope for what the future could hold. Zawa、yeah. on the nerds giving a message to r o d Oh my God, dude. I cannot believe you guys all came. This is wild. I don't even know what to say. Like, this is fucking wild. <laughs> I love all you guys so much, man. This is fucking awesome. We are all. I love you too, Rodney. Exactly. We all love you, Rod. You've done so、uh, much for so many of us, opened your heart in so many different ways. And this is one way that we could, you know, give you a, a proper send off digitally <laughs> with throughout the nerds. Of course, it. it's not the end,、uh, no, far from、no. it. But, you know, one way to support you before you go, give you some extra power. Energy.、Oh, fuck yeah. And a way、oh, yeah. that all of you motherfucking nerds can support Rod <laughs> is because he's got a new mod coming out from Terra Ken Damas. Yay. That's Alex, right. You want to fill him in? Rod and Kristen went in on the design process. And、uh, I can't remember somebody here when we first dropped, I dropped a photo of the Dom into the chat earlier, and someone said, that's the most Rod Kendama. They'd ever seen it. <laughs> really? Fuck, fuck yes.、Um, 
yeah, even like in Rod's own shape that he came up with hand turning damas and um, yeah, we're starting to get, I don't know, Rod, what do you have to say about it? I feel like I'm just. No, it's good. It's, I mean, yeah, you're saying it. That's what it is. It's fucking, I'm stoked to get more people get to see like the shape that I've been making. Cause I don't know. I think it's a great shape. I like it. And uh, yeah, shout out to Kristen for going hard on the fucking design shit. Cause there's no fucking way I would have came up with this on my own. I had, you should see the shit that I gave her. I have some doodles in my notebook that look like <laughs> this. If you were, if you were as drunk as I was in that tent, that's what it would look like, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, basically I just took a lot of things that kind of, I don't know, like appealed to me and tried to throw them on the Dom. I had some ideas and kind of brought them together. But um, I think the thing that I'm the most excited about is uh, on the base cup on, uh, this is a prototype, so it doesn't have all of it, but, you'll see it says uh, SHCL for spike hard catch low. And then the other side is going to say funk for Demo Funk. And um, if you don't know who Dave Mateo and Demo Funk are, I suggest you do some fucking nerd homework and figure that out. Cause these are two very influential people in Kendama who were around and are unfortunately no longer with us. And they were two guys that had a huge impact on me and my Kendama journey. And I just saw this as an opportunity to like, not only, shout them out and make sure that their legacy lives on, but also to help support their families in a way that I can and just try to give back because I'm giving most of my royalties to their families as well. So I'm going to be sending money to Dave's mom to help, you know, however she needs it. And then um, give also money to Genevieve Demo's wife, which uh, when I spoke to her, she told me anything I give her will go to their daughter who I believe her name is Jade and will help her with her school stuff. And when she told me that I was like, so hyped that and i knew that i made the right decision i was just like that's fucking awesome and i feel fucking stoked about it so like yeah this is a way to support me but ultimately you're supporting them as well because i'm not really taking much money from this <laughs> and uh for, but that being said i would love to see this kendama in as many hands as possible to help make that dream as big as possible and i think it's a dope dama i've been playing the shit out of it working on a new edit, grinding on tricks that I still haven't fucking been able to hit, but I will hit them eventually. Um, but it's going to be a good edit anyways, even if it doesn't have those ones in it, you will see them in maybe a raw Dumbo versus the world volume two, but I will see what happens, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Here's the Tama and then the big cup, a little portal kind of action. And then the, the Matt sweets kind of style, big cup side. <laughs> that's, that's all inspired by your tattoo, right? Kind of. Yeah. It was like, I mean, my tattoo is inspired just by like, you know, sacred geometry and just like the way things like come together yeah, and like yeah, all yeah. of that shit. So yeah, that's all it is, is the same thing. But yes, yeah, so it looks exactly like my stomach tattoo minus the little dude in the middle. But yeah. yeah. Oh, we should have put a little dude in the bevel. That's a good idea. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Stop the presses. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there's so one two, the two. Batch, for yeah. second batch. There we go. There we go. Like, like I always say, the wheels are always turning, but right. <laughs> hell's yeah, hell's yeah. So for that awesome, awesome Dama, everyone should be is going to be stoked for it if it's not out already. Um, so within the video, is it going to be filled with tricks? Are you going to add some like explanation to it? Some words? I would. I haven't filmed it yet, but I would like to basically go over what I just said. And okay, things okay. Like that in yeah. in the edit and just kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's, I have a few things I want to film before. I'm going to get like uh, a couple like 
what for one thing i'm using some of demo's music in the edit which i'm stoked on from uh, the group he was in called the boogie wizards they're fucking dope you should check <laughs> them out if you've never heard them and demo also has his own stuff they're both on spotify um both like just just good groovy music uh demo also like um um he like what do you call it dj at world cup the one year at kenoma world cup yeah. um the last year we had it in person in 2019. Uh, 2019 yeah yeah and so if you were there or like listened to the live stream you would have heard some of his music anyway yeah um yeah and yeah and i definitely need to get some shit on film a little bit still but for the most part i've got a bunch of like just some some rod tricks and i got some homie tricks in there get some fucking some good vibes I get, I got Max Angel, shout out Max for helping me out with the editing and shit. And, and Je- Jesse, <laughs> shout out Jesse for being there and fucking watching me miss my trick for 15 fucking hours straight. Not straight, not straight. That's a lie, but 15 <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah, the last, last yeah, week's jam, uh, last week's Tuesday jam was awesome. That was like just super good vibes having all the homies out. Like everybody is trying to film tricks with Rod's Dama. Snake yeah. something for maybe so mm-hmm. yeah it's a good send off nice yeah absolutely nice hell's mm-hmm. yeah dude so that's one way everyone after you know if you possibly were thinking about how how can i support this this dude oh maybe you didn't know so much about rod and you see tara release a new kanjama you listen to this episode now you know what kind of a dude he is you know not only <laughs> is he gonna be like <laughs> in your face super energetic friend friending you befriending you as as quickly as he's saying hello my name is rod but also <laughs> possibly one of the best uh roommates one of the best podcast co-hosts <laughs> dudes to uh to, to hang out to be able to speak with out on a boat so definitely support support not only support him but you're supporting just people within the kendama scene um the the history the legacy it continues mm-hmm. oh yeah Fuck 11 yeah. out of 10 great guy rodney we love you yes <laughs> yes <laughs> oh i love all you guys man now now we're getting all mushy i'm gonna fucking start tearing up god damn it <laughs> hey, even even zawa, even zawa says, what was it I, I admire him that's a that's a big one from zawa dude yeah, yeah. That was like, I'm surprised he didn't tell the story of me climbing the flagpole and putting his fucking underwear up there. I thought that was going to be one. <laughs> I guess, I guess bot tattoo trumps that. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. That, you know, that I, maybe I overlook it because tattoos aren't as big of a thing to me. <laughs> but <laughs> if I were his parents, I'd kill him. <laughs> um, what my goal one day is for Zawa to meet my parents. That would be hilarious. That'd be pretty I don't cool. I have no idea how he would react. I feel like he would like be polite out of obligation, but he would want to fucking pull some shit and be like, why? Why did you bestow this upon me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get this guy off this earth? Because like I've been trying. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> you about 34 years ago, you made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Big. Oh, Big. Best, best mistake yet. Hell's yeah, dude! Best mistake. Oh, oh shit! Man. Well, I think that is it for this episode. Everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for all you yeah. amazing people jumping on, sharing your Rod story to <laughs> to amp him up for his for his truck off into the open waters. 
Oh yeah. Oh, so Hell yeah. She was good. So much Thanks so much us, released. Hells yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah. Of course. Dude, thank, thank you guys for putting this together and for all you guys taking time to come talk some shit about your boy. Yeah. <laughs> I've had I can't believe this is that I'm still like a little bit in shock. I was like expecting to just be me and MJ and it's like not like you know, I just wasn't ready for it. All of a sudden, just like, whoa, we got a guest. Oh, there's fucking 14 more guests. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So yeah, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I I love you all. Anybody who was on here, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> Straight up. Hells yeah, hells yeah. So thank <laughs> you all so much. Go support Rod, Cop Adama over at the Terror Shop. Uh, follow forgot, follow forgot his um. Entertainment. Dude, the Patreon, all these things. <laughs> I love Dominator too. You gotta, gotta support these boys. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, you gotta so get much. in on that entertainment. You can support us on Patreon. Yes, yes, you can. The things are continuing to move. They're moving slowly, but we're not going away. Just, you know, like Rod saying, he's going to be out on a boat, but it doesn't mean it's the end of anything. We're going to keep on going until the end of this Hell yeah. fucking earth until Corona takes us all. Fucking shit. <laughs> but still you can follow rod's travels again what was the name of your boat so we can follow you in the equanimous e-q-u-a-n-i-m-o-u-s equanimous it's a so word that means calm in the face of chaos essentially it's, it oh, comes wow. from like a buddhist meaning but we didn't name the boat it's just the name that it had when you it, renaming a boat is a whole fucking ceremony you have to have it's crazy look oh, into shit. it it's interesting Damn. Boating, boating life is wild dude there's a bunch of shit around it but hey it sounds like it really fits the crew that is going to be taking it out uh so wow. follow that shit see if you can maybe catch him out on the water take a buoy out and, and go party oh, yeah um yeah, but yeah if you see me around you if i can hit me up if i get wi-fi and you hit me up i'll hit you back Right, right. Looking forward to some video, some vlogs of the oh, boat yeah. life. Wow. Yeah, there'll be some video for damn sure. There's it's gonna be too much craziness not to have video. Hells yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh shit. Oh. Fuck yeah. Yes. Dude, uh, this is awesome. Oh, it finally is- it finally happened. And again, best way to, to say one fair bon voyage is bon the voyage. French say. Oh, yeah, TTFN. What's if, I up? if I don't see you before you're out on the waters, fucking miss you. Oh, I miss say, you already. Say, buddy. say the same to BK too. Love you guys I both will. very much. Likewise, buddy. Hells yeah! All right, everyone. Yeah. Uh, a little final final word, Rod. The final. Send off. Well, wow, if nobody else has anything to say, <laughs> go on. We went through Rick, Dan. Uh, you know. You are a really important person to a lot of people. We're all here in this chat because of you. We love you and safe travels. Craig. Thanks, buddy. Love you, buddy. Don't <laughs> die out there. <laughs> oh, I won't. Thorns. I'm going to reiterate the same thing uh, people have said. And also, Rod can maybe tell this story one day in the future, but we should have told the story about when we had to hitchhike our way back to a train station to get back oh, into Canada. Oh, dude, that was get stranded in America. Yeah, that was, that was that wild. Was after, that was after Tacoma, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. We, I think I remember hearing to... about that because I, was, I yeah. was in the Curtis Mobile. Yeah, you were. 
And yeah, we fucking we. Long story short, we were at Tacoma Takeover, and we were trying to get back to Canada to catch our train, and we couldn't. And some I don't remember why we were trying to call a cab. Cabs wouldn't pick us up. We didn't have any American yeah, money or some we shit. Ended up, we walked like six. Well, but we walked about four miles the wrong way to the train yeah. station. Oh yeah, we realized yeah, we, we did. went the wrong way, and then we couldn't get a cab, and then we ended up hitchhiking in the back of someone's truck, and we was like, "Well, boys, we might die. This might be the end." <laughs> But it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, here's to many well, more no. of those, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In that spirit, don't die on us. Yeah. Oh, buddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna be throwing you the rope too when we get over your way. Don't you worry. <laughs> Sour mash. Be safe, Sailor Rod. Absolutely. Been a yeah. while. I promise I won't die before you finish my butt tattoo. <laughs> right, we gotta add to that. <laughs> it's all, it's been hyped up so much now. We gotta finish it. Yeah, dude, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! All right, Smith. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Glad this all came together. Yeah, me too. But anyway, I you know just wanted to send you off proper. Gonna miss Fuck you yeah. for sure. Um, oh, I'm yeah. gonna see you guys on Friday, Saturday. So I was gonna say, yeah, I'll proper, see you soon. Yeah, we'll do a proper <laughs> send off there. But um, absolutely. Yeah, to everybody else, thanks for thanks for coming out. Thanks to anybody who's listened to all of this. It's been a wild ride. It's yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out to anybody that's listening. Right. Oh yeah. The real ones. If you, yeah. made it, if you made it through this shit, then holy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Rod! Thank you so much again. Amazing. I don't know how many we're almost fucking. Not even more than two years. What fucking almost three years into Dominators continuing? Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute, be, man. A grind and it's going to continue going thank you yes it will be fucking safe out there oh, i will buddy i'll be i'll be doing the next episode in spanish from mexico oh i have a fucking tequila in my hand i'll be somewhere on a beach it's gonna be nice <laughs> fucking a fucking right <laughs> final word let's all send right. it off Rob. boys i guess on that note thank you guys again thank you all I, i'm gonna keep thanking everyone for eternity so the nerds yeah. are Oh,